Welcome to episode 40 of Contested Catch. We are here with our preseason finale. We like to do this every year. This is a really special episode. It's probably one of my favorites that we do, period. It's just a ton of fun, and that's obviously our over-unders coverage for the season. Uh, We've got our usual suspects on, of course, starting with our co-host and data specialist, always shirtless, Jeff Gould. Jeff, how are you? Oh, about 48 hours from now, the entire nation is going to be watching Chiefs, Texans, and um, I can't wait for fantasy owners to be tilting over Darwin Thompson's two goal line touchdowns and nobody that's rostered scoring points. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Always optimistic, too. Um, good stuff. I'm glad to have you back, Jeff, and I think we're both glad to have our, our two guests for this episode. Uh, we had them last year as well, if you guys remember. I don't remember what episode of Contested Catch that was, but uh, they're the usual suspects for our over-unders coverage, and that is, of course, Michael Kazor and Chris Chitterer. Chris, we'll start with you. Welcome back. This is your first appearance on the show in a, in a while, uh, but we've missed you, and we're happy to have you. Thank you, sir. I'm excited to be back. I, I mean, we've talked about it off air before, but it's wild to see how um, this podcast has grown and everything. You know, we always joked about like Evan Silva coming on and stuff like that. And it was, I, like, I remember listening to the show and just grinning ear to ear uh, just to see like how much of you guys have grown and like expanded everything. So happy to be here and happy to see like where this show's gone and everything. Appreciate you saying that, man. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, Chris is a big Silva fan. He's actually the one who turned me on to, to Silva in the first place. I think it was. Yeah, if man. I remember correctly. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, so Chris turned you on, Will. He did. Yeah, Chris always does. Um, that's one of his, that's one of my favorite qualities, actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're glad to have you, Chris. Appreciate you saying that as well. Um, and, and Michael, obviously, we've had you on a little bit more recently, but it's still been a minute. Kaz, man. How you doing? I'm all right. Well, ate some undercooked salmon earlier. My liver kind of hurts, but excited to win. Oh, Jesus. Another uh, <laughs> another uh, over-under season. I think I won the last time, too. So, you know, just more of the same here. You won last year, but I don't I don't know. I think you won the year before. Well, the year before, well, year before, no, year before no. I won the most money based on the bets, but you won the most picks yeah, that you had. Yeah, so it's nice to get some serious analysts here. You know, we've had... Evan Silva on, we've had Jeff Gould, we have Brett Singer, some other, you know, serious football analysts, but you know, now it's time for me to come on and really drop some knowledge. So <laughs> excited to hear about this. Michael, before we really dive into things, I have one quick question for you. Is Goodwill hunting still your top move of the decade? <laughs> no, I was, I was more leading towards uh, the dark Knight rises. That's and I don't think that's in this week. decade either. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. Dark Knight Rises. I don't know. I was confused on that for a while, but whatever. Let's let's focus the, on the Dark football Knight, here. Dark Knight didn't come take out your money, decade. and you know we'll get back to your your movie takes. I thought he said Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we're uh, we're here. You guys already know why we're here. It's over under special. We're gonna have some bickering. We're gonna have some strong opinions, and. Hopefully, this episode, like we do every year uh, when we do this, when we used to do this offline as well, we'll end up with some bets. We're going to start with with our hometown division uh, and starting with our hometown team, the Bills. And I, I'm interested to see, you know, where we all end up here. Um, we're going to start with Chid, and you know, Bills eight and a half, minus one fifty nine for the over, plus one thirty one for the under. What, what are your thoughts, Chris? Um, I would definitely go over eight and a half. I think we're all 
a little biased here on the Bills. Um, but I, I've seen even with my bookies line, it's been nine and a half. Uh, I, I wouldn't take nine and a half over. Uh, but if you just look at this team in terms of the defense, top three, top five defense of the league, and then, of course, adding the weapons on the offense, the offense looked better. I mean, Josh Allen's still a little questionable in terms of its decision-making and everything. But the team got to the playoffs last year. I don't see a reason why they can't this year. I imagine them as a 9- or 10-win team. Yeah, I mean, we were very bullish on them last year as well. I think the line was at 6.5 in a lot of places. 8.5 minus 159 for the over. I think there's still room to be bullish. Jeff, what are your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, so looking at the DraftKings sign right now, like right as Chris said, like right below it, they also have over nine and a half at plus one sixty three. So basically, they're just pegging the Bills right at nine wins. So I'm taking, you know, even though it's minus one fifty nine, I'll go with the over eight and a half. Um, I mean, it's arguably a top five roster, like excluding the quarterback division in the league, because you know the defense is great. The receivers with digs are now a huge boost. So if Allen even takes a step forward to being an average quarterback this year. Um, I think 10, 11 wins is well, well within the range of outcomes. And like it, the offense was still below average last year and they were, you know, a good team. So, um, I mean, it's really just a lot of upside for this roster. Yeah. I mean, we're, you see, you put, you, you put it perfectly. It's really about Allen, right? Um, we've got an amazing defense and we got a, a number one wide receiver. We got some great draft picks as well. Um, very excited to see what the Bills do. And now it's time to turn it over to uh, our resident pessimist. Kaz, tell us how the Bills are going under eight and a half. Well, I mean, I agree with everything that you guys said. Like, I do think the talent-wise on the team is good. I mean, in my opinion, this is probably more than an eight and a half win team. But I just, you know, coming from Rochester, New York, and hearing this rhetoric – that I've heard for the last 12 to 13 years, anytime I hear, you know, good things are about to happen in Buffalo, red flags go off. <laughs> and just on that premise alone, I'm going to go under. You're not going to, you're not going to, he's not going to bet on it though. I bet. Yeah. See, that's exactly what we expected. Right boys. We're not, we're not faced. <laughs> yeah. No, he won't. He won't. He's just doing it out of spite. No, I'm just, I'm, guy. I'm just right, an Mike, alarmist, okay? Like, I'm an alarmist <laughs> in politics. I'm an alarmist in fantasy football <laughs> when it comes to J.K. Dobbins and all the other nonsense that happens on this podcast, and I'm glad I can set straight finally. But um, I do agree with you guys. Like, I do I do think the talent-wise, it's good. It's a good offense. Allen should progress. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, so you're going under, Kaz. And everyone else is over. Um, okay. So Dolphins, six and a half. Uh, this was one that, I mean, I think six and a half over uh, plus 110, minus 134. I, th- I think it's kind of an easy one. And um, I'll start. I, I'm going under six and a half. And I think the reason is it, it, they're actually, it's a little tricky based on when you think Tua plays. Um, but. To be honest, I think uh, the Dolphins are clearly the bottom feeder in the division this year, uh, even though the Jets have the same line. And uh, they do have a much better defense than they've had. But I think the real thing is like, okay, you think Tua comes in, maybe he adds a spark. But they have the worst, possibly if not the worst offensive line in the league. Um, Their skill positions have upside for fantasy purposes, but we're looking at it from an NFL standpoint, uh, with the exception of maybe Devontae Parker, based on his late breakout last year, uh, we don't have anyone that we're like thrilled about, including Tua as a rookie coming off the hip injury. So um, 
yes, you know, they had some splashy offseason moves, but I'm going to say under six and a half. Um, Kaz, we'll kick it right back to you to start. Yeah, I agree with you, Will. Um, I think a lot of the momentum that the Dolphins were riding last year was kind of like that doubt factor that they were tanking for Tua the whole season. And I think they used that to their advantage and they outperformed um, expectations last year. I think they kind of lost that mojo this year. Um, you know, they now they have like not a great roster, but it's formidable. I mean, and I and I do think, you know, Fitzpatrick's all right. But in general, I think last year they just caught lightning in a bottle and this year they'll regress to the mean for them, which is, I think, a three or four win team. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, all right, so I'll, I'm going to jump on the other side of this one. Um, so I think first is I like the way they've built the um, this roster. They've gone a little a lot more analytics based. Like I love the signing of Byron Jones in the secondary to put him opposite of Xavier um, Howard, and I think that's going to make it a lot tougher for teams passing on him. And then um, so I think you know, we've talked about it. you win the NFL by a passing the ball and then b stopping the pass. So now you have two top cornerbacks, and you know you're really hitting one of the key parts on offense. I don't like that a couple of their receivers opted out of the season. Um, I'm still a little concerned about Preston Williams. If he's that he's really is, you know, recovered from the. Um, well, I mean, Parker broke out this year. Mike Isecki is hope, probably an ascending young tight end. And then at the quarterback position, i like that they have the optionality. So basically you can just ride Fitz magic until he turns into Fitz tragic and then plug into a, so you know Fitz is going to give you a few games a year. And if he hits the upside, I mean, that's great. If not, I mean, unless Tua's a bust, which I mean, I mean, obviously he's going to be a rookie, but I mean, we think Tua's really good. So you have this optionality at quarterback where you can kind of, if you start hitting the downside, switch and hope that you, you, know, you just almost, honestly, ride the hot hand at quarterback, but get out of the bad situation whenever it comes through. So I'm taking a little bit of the juice with the Dolphins over six and a half at plus 110. That surprises me, Jeff. That surprises me. I, I I get your your argument about the roster build there, but that does surprise me. So we got you down for over. Uh, Chitty, what are your what are your thoughts here? So yeah, I mean, I would actually say I'm on Gould's side here. Um, I was a little surprised at your guys' takes too, because I mean, I I remember us last year talking about this team on the on the last year's podcast about the over unders, and we were talking because they were four and a half, and we were all unanimous on it being under. And we were even looking at a bet for under three and a half that would pay out plus money. And this team straight up overperformed. I mean, they were, I think we can all agree they were the worst, if not bottom three worst roster um, in the league last year. And they ended up squeezing out five games. I think that's because Brian Flores is a great coach who coached up his guys. They loved playing for him. And this team stayed motivated and hungry throughout the year. And they played pretty well to win five games. And I don't think the roster is any worse this year. And I think in terms of, the division, the division's worse than last year, too, because the pass are expected to be worse. And I think the Jets are way more bottom, feeding, bottom, bottom feeders than the Dolphins. I think the Jets are one of the worst rosters in the league. So I think if you're looking at this, are they going to be better than last year? I would still say yes, even though, yes, they did overperform given the roster. But the roster is better this year. They did get some good free agent pickups on defense. Um, and then Jacecki's still developing. Devontae Parker had a bit of a breakout year. I think the team um, still has those building blocks. And I think 
you know, if Tua ends up being Tua, then this can be an eight, nine win team even. I'd be, you know, I think Silva and a few other people have mentioned like people talking about Dolphins winning the division. I don't think that's going to happen. But if you're looking at six and a half, I, I would lean over it and I consider taking money on it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's start it off. Let's start it off. Wow. Uh, are we betting? Who's feeling who's feeling uh who's feeling generous? Kaz and I are happy. I'll put a 20 bagger on this. No. <laughs> let's get her going, boys. I, let's get her going. I would I would do five each with you guys. Jeff, you've let's taken get a her lot going. of money. Let's do it. I know it's let's time for it. you to step up and say yes to that 20. Okay, so that's five each, Jeff. Uh Kat, you're the one who's taking my money. <laughs> it is, you see, it is do the listeners hear that? That's my bookie telling me that. <laughs> uh yes, because of the NBA, not nothing. <laughs> well, we'll NBA see. I haven't, sure. I haven't been my bookie for the NFL. So give me give me give me a shot here. But okay. Ten. Okay, cool. So yeah. Jeff. So so uh, so it's gonna, gonna, it's, if I'm Jeff's in, gonna, it's tendy. I'm going to take you guys' money as the book this weekend. <laughs> what does that We're mean? Plus one, plus one ten. Why am I just? Why am I going to give up a little ten percent on that? Anyways, this guy. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you if you uh, if you don't want to do it, Jeff. But the the fun of the game is to bet your friends here, <laughs> my man. Emily, I'm Zach. Um. All right, so Jeff, I'm penciling you in. Is that cool? <laughs> he goes, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. Jets, six and a half. This one, I don't disagree with you, Chid, that the Jets are, have an abysmal roster. They also have an abysmal head coach, and I'm not sold at all on their quarterback. At the same time, uh, at, at minus 150 for the under six and a half, like if I'm, I'm definitely not betting it in my, uh, you know, because they, they had seven wins last year. I think they're... The line is pretty good. I think they're a six or seven win team. Um, and so I, if I had to go somewhere, I'd, I'll go under, but I don't feel good about it. <laughs> uh, we'll kick, we'll start it off with you, Jeff. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah. So like this was a bad team last year. They somehow still won seven games, which is like really kind of a head scratcher. So I mean, this is yep. another one where they kind of have like, there's a lot of juice. The juice is, I'm sorry, the under six and a half is minus 150. So, I mean, they, I, I'm just going to take the juice, you know, kind of assume Vegas knows what they're doing. I, I could see them winning seven games. I just don't really see them winning eight. Um, I think there's a good chance Gase could get fired during the season. So, um, yeah, I mean, and I think offensive line, even though they added a lot of pieces, I don't see them really meshing right away. And I, I'll probably go under six and a half here. I think they get off to a slow start. All right, Chris, what are your thoughts on Jets' uh, six and a half wins? Yeah, I mean, I, I was honestly shocked that when you when you told us that they won seven, it felt like such a more, so, so more of a miserable season for this team. And they're right. just like, this just been such a disaster of an offseason for them. I mean, you could just, there's so many different stories about Gacy just, the team absolutely hating him, him burning bridges with Le'Veon, him having conflicts with Le'Veon, them burning the bridge with Jamal Adams, um, ended up trading their best defensive player with him. Um, and then the old line, I mean, there weren't any big free agent pickups. I know they took, uh, I'm blanking on his name, the, the tackle in the first round. Um, but 
for Kai Becton. Yep, correct. But at the, I mean, this this roster feels bottom five, bottom three in the league. And then yeah, the, the only thing that could spark maybe an an overhitting is if he actually if Gacy gets fired midseason, they bring in an interim guy. Coaches love playing for him. They're a little more motivated. Then maybe they can hit the over six and a half. But right now, I mean, this screams like a four or five win team right now. That I would hang me under there. It just makes me nervous that they get to play the Dolphins twice, and you know the Bills have sometimes uh, surprised. The Dolphins with... have a better roster, you know. Like, do you do you think the Dolphins have a a better roster than the Jets? It's tough, man. I think the Dolphins have like better ass, like like they have like higher peaks on their roster. But I mean, the Jets at least have made attempts to uh, have a better offensive line. I think um, I don't think their offensive line is good, but I do think it is better than the Dolphins. And I think that's a huge, huge thing when we're talking about the the, uh, the defenses in this division. So I don't know. I mean, either way, I don't like either of these teams. So I want the unders uh, at six and a half. I think they're probably like a five or six win team each. Um, but I mean, with the Jets winning seven last year and and that's what the Bills overachieving um, at 10 wins potentially, you know, based on what the projections were. Um, I don't know. It's It feels like a little trappy, but we'll, we'll go with it. Kaz, what are your thoughts? Six and a half. Yeah, I would, I would actually love to bet somebody on the over six and a half here. Um, I think I thought, you know, Chris brought up some points about the off season. I thought they had a decent off season, like mm, no, bring no, in no, Rashad no, no, Perriman, no. you bring in Chris hey, Hogan, man. you bring in Makai back. <laughs> like, and, and still this team, I, I understand they lost Jamal Adams, but he was injured for the majority of last season. So I think, all things being equal, and you see the regression coming from, I, in my opinion, the Dolphins and, his, and some regression with the Patriots, I think that this team can easily win seven or eight games, no problem. I mean, I, wow. get, I get Perryman, but, like, how in the world can you say, like, Chris Hogan's, like, a, a solid No, okay, maybe not him, but he's, <laughs> you know, he, he had some good Super Bowls, some good playoff runs. That's I mean, it, it's just, like, the, the weapons are a little bit, you know. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Denzel Mims was a, was a nice draft pick too. I liked him in the second round. Um, but yeah, I'm going over six and a half. All right, any takers on the bets? Please. Yeah, I'll just do a five bagger. Whoever five. feels I'll most confident. All right, Chid five and Cas five. All right, let's do a quick poll here. Patriots eight and a half. I'll start. I like the over at minus one fifty, uh, and I don't really think it's that close. I'm really a buyer in Cam this year, so. Thoughts? Yep, hundred percent agree. Couldn't I? Uh, I mean, until we get proven otherwise, Bill's the goat, and that organization is unbelievable. And I don't see them winning eight, going five hundred with a a former MVP at quarterback. Dude, it it. I mean, it's just disrespectful, honestly. Eight and a half. Yeah. I mean, I, I just lay out the Bears' case here is that you know the half their defense opted out, and their like talent on the receiving end is weak. They're starting only rookie tight ends so i mean i think that um you know if you want to bet the under your cases like there's just a lot less talent playing this year and even if cam is like good he still might just be able to carry them to 500 are you still going over jeff i mean I, yeah yeah i still would barely take the over but i think it's you know it's close because i'm not going to bet against bill i'm not going to bet against cam but i really don't like anything else about that team that's fair thank you for laying out the bear case that's good 
Uh, Chitty. Yeah, I think he Jeff actually makes good points with the defensive players opting out. But like, I mean, what you guys were saying, you don't want to bet Bill to get under 500 or hit 500. And just a quick side note, like I just can't believe like some of these teams, like the the Bears and a bunch of other teams that were quarterback needy or could have used a good backup that they wouldn't sign Cam. Um, even with the injury history, Bill taken, but he signs like a one or two million deal. I mean, it just shows how ahead of the game or maybe just more behind the game that some of these GMs and owners are it just blows my mind. He's about to be the starter earned it easily. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, all right. So we'll, let's move on here to the AFC West. We're going to go a little bit faster now that we're out of our home team division and uh, starting with the Denver Broncos, seven and a half wins. That's what the line or the lines were at uh, minus 118 for the over and minus 106 for the under. We literally just got word that Von Miller is likely out for the rest of the season uh, due to a lower body injury. It's a terrible loss. So, you know, that they lost Bradley Chubb last year and uh, preseason, I believe it was so. Super shitty. Um, I we'll just do it for the you know for the sake of doing it here. Um, Jeff, what are your thoughts on seven and a half wins for the Broncos, led by Drew Locke in twenty twenty? Uh, initially, I had him right around like seven, eight wins, so close one. But you know, following the Von Miller injury, uh, I have to take under seven and a half right now. One of the few, one of the few non-quarterback injuries that I think would like actually moves, like, even if it just moves the line half a point to like. So now, you know, six and a half, seven. Yeah, I'm still just going to go under seven and a half. Yep, I like it. I'll be there with you as well. Um, Kaz. I do like the addition of A.J. Boye um, at corner, uh, along with Devontae Harris that they have at corner. I think it's a good secondary. I don't think the defense is too bad. Um, I just don't see this as an A1 team. I Actually, I'm kind of bullish on some other teams in the division. And I don't see that Drew Locke is going to take that big step forward. I think a lot there's a lot of hype behind uh, Jerry Judy and the public in general believes in this team. So I'm just going to go with the fate of the public and take an under on this team that I think is like a 5-6 win team. I don't think too much has changed on this roster, especially when you subtract Von Miller and bring in A.J. Bouye. I think it's, it's uh, pretty similar. Yeah, that's that's a very on brand take by Kaz right there. And I I'm starting to come around to that <laughs> line of thinking as well. I would have probably gone over on the Broncos buying in on the hype, uh, you know, maybe a couple of years ago. So uh, Chitty thoughts. Yeah, I mean, the team did surprise me last year. They did, they did better than I thought. I mean, once they got rid of like the, the corpse of Joe Flacco, like the team started to get um, a little momentum and Drew Locke showed some signs in terms of being a potential starter in the NFL. But at the same time, I'm still just not buying them. I, I don't really know how to evaluate the team a lot of the time. Um, but with Vaughn Miller out, I mean, that's obviously a huge blow. Um, not to call Kaz out, but I mean, A.J. Bowie was a bit of a bust pre-agent signing. And, and for previous teams, his coverage grades, I don't believe are that great. Um, so I, I'm not sure if they have the pieces to be a 500 team. Um, so I would lean under, but I wouldn't say I'm that confident about it. I like it. We're on up there, so no bets. Um Unless we all want to go in on the uh, the under in Vegas. Jeff might take our bet. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to the Chiefs here. 11 and a half. I'm interested to see if anyone's going to take the under here. Um, that might give away my pick. But we're going to start with you, Chid, because uh, we've been putting you last. So what are your thoughts, Chiefs, 11 and a half? It's, uh, it's minus 121 for the over and an even money for uh, it's plus 100 for the under. Slightly no over. I'd say that this is the 
strongest I felt about a team potentially repeating the Super Bowl that I've seen in a while. Um, Cause I mean, the, the foundation is there. I mean, this is like such an amazing offense. They're just so fun to watch. I mean, I, I would say slightly no overage because again, they're so talented. Mahomes destined for an even better season. Even last season was a bit of a down season for him. Um, so I guess I'd lean over, but I mean, anytime you're laying over 11 and a half, like it is, it is tough. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it personally. Fair enough. Jeff. Uh, yeah, this one's a hard pass for me. Um, I mean, like shit said, 11 and a half is just such a high total. You, you're really giving yourself like a little bit of wiggle room, especially this season, like with the, you know, besides the injury risk that you're putting on Mahomes and normal, like now you have the COVID risk and, Right now, it seems like things are under control, but you just never know. Like, okay, like Mahomes gets COVID and is out for three weeks. You've basically lost this bet. So, you know, everything's healthy. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to win 12 or 13, but there's just too much uncertainty that of just random things, injuries, COVID, whatever, that, you know, to, to, that could cause a downside that this one would be a pass. But if you had to, you'd go over. No. Or are you saying the no, you're going to go under? <laughs> Guy leans up to the mic. I mean, I, I mean, I just, like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet. You wouldn't it, bet it. No, that's fine. Yeah. But, um, no, I think this season specifically, like more and more so, um, I would just take the under just because there's so much like, okay, variance, like of a fluke thing that could, um, you know, cause things to, you know, lose a game or two that you just don't have much room for error. That's, that's a great point. It, it is. Kaz? Yeah, I 100% agree with Gould. In today's climate, I don't think you can bet on a team to win 12 games. Uh, I do think the team is very good, but I also think on the offensive side of the ball, it's like a little bit fragile. You're relying a lot on one player here. I mean, Pat, anything happens to Pat Mahomes, the number would be eight and a half. Like, I think him himself is worth at least three or four wins. So, just on that principle alone, and we're in the midst of a pandemic right now, I'm, I don't feel confident betting that this, this team or any team will win 12 to 13 games. Yeah, I mean, Matt Moore won one game out of two last year without Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the other thing is if you're going to add the variance of the season, you could kind of project that for, uh, you know, to impact the other teams as well. So I understand the argument there for sure. I also wouldn't bet it, but um, I'm, I'm like not going to bet against this team at this point. Um, they there's like really no case to say that they got any worse. So it's really just betting on something unexpected happening. And um, while that possibility is very real, I'm personally not gonna. If you know, just for the sake of these takes here, I'll I'll, I'll go over as well with Chris. Um, but I don't think we've got any betters, right? Okay. Um, moving on, Las Vegas Raiders, seven, even, uh, so minus 121 for the over, um, minus 104 for the under Vegas likes the over on seven wins. Do we like Derek Carr at all? Kaz, what are your thoughts on Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders this year? Okay. So this is one of the two teams that I'm very bullish on this year. I think that the Raiders are going to win 10 games this year. Um, Oh my people God. are sleeping. <laughs> people are fast asleep. I hear I hear Jake Seeley. I hear Pat Mayo. I hear big podcast analysts like yourself sleeping on the bully at left guard with Richie Incognito. I think he makes a big step. <laughs> <laughs> but I do th- I do like this team. Like I think it's a 10-1 team. Like 
Hunter Renfro's dope. Henry Ruggs was perfect for this squad. Like it was a perfect draft pick. Like I really think that's what was missing was just that big playability on offense. Um, I don't think Derek Carr is as bad as people think. Josh Jacobs is definitely a RB one, and that's where he's being drafted in fantasy right now. Um, and the defense isn't too bad. I mean, like you have some decent guys like Jonathan Abram and Max Crosby on the defensive side of the football. I don't think it's the defense will regress too hard. I, I like this team a lot. And also just, I mean, I'm not a huge Bronco guy. I'm not huge in the chiefs. And I think that just, you know, you see Phillip rivers departing out of LA. You don't really know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen but some people may not know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, so give me the over on the Raiders. Okay, so that's a strong opinion. Does this have anything to do with maybe a change of heart on the whole John Gruden dynasty 10-year contract? <laughs> yeah, actually, Chris, Chris and I was talking about the, the other day. I did bring that up. <laughs> we should resurrect that document. <laughs> it never got published. Well, we'll have to do no, it. I'll Chris, what are your thoughts Don't worry. on it? Make it the feature article on uh, Contested Catch when it debuts next week. Yeah, we could do that. Um, Okay, but Michaels, uh, I know you think you know it's going to happen, but like you're wrong on this one. Uh, Wow, I I don't get what the Raiders are trying to do. They drafted their best wide receiver like third this year. They drafted after Henry Ruggs and after Lynn Bowden, who then they tried to make a running back. Then they draft their wide receiver one in Brian Edwards. Love you know, it. like some of their picks last year, like, I mean, Farrell, like 103, like, I mean, Henry Ruggs was, I mean, not the number one receiver. Like, he just, that was just a straight throwback to the Al Davis days of speed. Like, he was, he's a, an extremely flawed prospect. I'm not saying he's a bust, but like to draft him that high when you have a better prospect, you know, safer and just as much of like upside, if not more. I, mean, I don't think they, these guys exactly know what they're doing. When putting the whole team together, I do like some of the pieces they've got. I like Crosby. I like Abrams. I obviously like Edwards. Uh, but like they then they do like Lynn Bowden should have been more like wide receiver, or like wide receiver running back hybrid. And they just tried to make him a running back. And like, and never mind. Now they're just already trading him. So, I mean, Derek Carr is like not good. Like, he's not bad, but like he's not good. I love this graph that. PFF put out um, this summer. It was just like quarterback. Um, it's like average air yards uh, relative to like yards to gain for the first down. And look at the rest of the NFL. And like as they have more yards to gain, their target distance is going up. Derek Carr is completely flat. His target distance changes regardless of how much they have to gain. Um, if it's third and fifteen or third and one, he's throwing it just as far downfield. So. I mean, I'm just, I could see the Raiders winning seven and pushing this bet. I don't think they're that good. So I'm taking the under. All right. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts on, on the Raiders at seven? Oh, it's tough because I don't know if this is a five or six win team. Uh, I, I lean seven or eight. So I guess I'm leaning over, even though I'm, I'm a bill, I'm a, I'm a real big Raider hater. I'm not buying like John Green as a head coach in general. Um, but I saw positive signs of this team, but at the same time, I don't think I'm buying Derek Carr. And I don't know if the Raiders organization believes in Derek Carr. So I don't know about the long-term future of this team with Carr. I could see if Derek Carr is a bad year, the team just starts to tank. He gets benched for you know, Peterman or something like that. 
Um, I, I, I guess I'm still leaning over because they do, they do have some good pieces in terms of the talent. Um, but man, I, 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 this one's tough for me. This one's tough. I, I'm leaning over, but at the same time, um, I'm certainly not putting money on it. Yeah, I, I don't have a strong opinion on it either way as well. I mean, they're a seven-win team, team from last year. Um, surprise, Kaz, and your take on the 10-win team. So I'm like tempted just to bet you just for fun <laughs> because I don't see – I mean, I'd maybe bump the line. Do you have an, a, a higher line we can use here? No, no, we'll we'll go ahead with the – you go ahead with the seven. All right. So uh, we'll go ahead. With I mean, I'll put five on it for you just, just right, to, cool. you know, just to take. Yeah, we're OK. Um, anyone else? OK. Uh, mean gaze. This is how it, this is how it happens. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I'll just do it. And then Kaz is like, no, nah, we'll leave the line, though. We'll leave the line. That's fine. Listen, why would I do that to myself? Like, it wouldn't make any sense. Well, I mean, you, you, ha- you have all these takes. It's just funny. That you, you have to be bullish. To you need up. to let the people know what to do. I'm telling the people how to win money. It's just a matter of writing down my thoughts. <laughs> just capturing it, lighting in a bottle. Um, okay. Uh, last one in the, in the AFC West here, the Chargers out of LA, seven and a half wins. Uh, it's so funny. Like, you know, three quarters of this division is at seven or seven and a half wins. Um, Chargers minus 141 for the over. So Vegas likes the over plus 115 for the under. Uh, we'll start with you, Jeff, the LA Chargers. What are your thoughts here? I like the over here. I mean, they have the probably the best defense in the division right now, even with the injury to Durbin James. And I mean, they probably have the second best quarterback. Um, man, Tyrod was, I mean, he was like good when he started out in Buffalo. And then like, you know, that last season, things didn't go well, but he had nothing around him. And you know, Austin Eckler is a fantastic player. I know we say running backs don't matter, but he has his, you know, he has the receiving skills that that does make him adder in the NFL. And Keenan Allen, one of the best route runners in the league. So, um, and I mean, Anthony Lynn's like been around with Tyrod for. Like, I just really think this is, uh, you know, a pretty good team, and I like them to finish with eight or nine wins, and I'll take the over. Okay, um, I'll go next. I'm actually with you on this one, Jeff. If there's a team I, I'm probably more bullish on than Vegas, it's probably, uh, based on the line, it's probably the Chargers. Uh, I think that's because I think Tyrod can definitely make a team 500. Um, the real questions here are, you know, their offensive line and, and how big is the Derman James loss to the defense. Um, but they there still have enough firepower on both sides of the ball to compete. I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs, but I mean, I think they could probably beat the Raiders and I think they could probably beat the Broncos. So, yeah, I'll go. I'll bet bet on them as a or not necessarily bet, but I'll, I'll say take them as a, a 500 team and go over with you. Um, Kaz, what are your thoughts? Yeah, another team that I think is destined to make the playoffs this year in this division is the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, like you guys said, like uh, w- this is a podcast of my guys, right? Like you guys convince yourselves into certain players. And I feel like this team is a guy is like a conglomerate of my, of actually Michael Kazor's guys. Like I love <laughs> Keenan Allen. I really like Austin Eckler as well. Like I've been an Austin. I was sounding the alarm you are. since he you was are. in college, man. Since he was a little boy running the football. <laughs> 
I love the guy. And like, I just, I love that they're giving him the, the starting role this year. And I'm so excited to see what he can do. Cause I know on a per touch basis, he's one of the most talented NFL running backs in the league. Um, but yeah, like Jeff Gould said, uh, it was, uh, it was a little bit disheartening to see the Derwin James um, news a few weeks ago that he's done for the season. I mean, it's just so weird. Like this team can't stay healthy for whatever reason. Um, but still you have Joey Bosa, you have Melvin Ingram getting pressure on the quarterback is a commodity. And I, I like this team a lot. I, if anyone would like to bet me on the over seven and a half, I'll give someone eight and a half if you like. Wow. Oh, so you bumped the line for that. One. Well, okay. I mean, I'm trying to get some fish here. I don't know what Chris has decided. Everybody's <laughs> yeah, over. Hey, I, I really have no strong opinions of the Chargers also. I mean, I think they'll just have another Chargers type season. I don't, I think, I think the offense is going to be different now. I think it's going to be a little more boring with Tyrod at the helm. And then, um, I mean, who knows where that's going to go in terms of his short-term future there, but no strong opinions like the, yeah, the Derwin James loss is killer. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if Rivers being gone is going to help or not. Cause he probably, you know, Rivers is exciting and slings up a little more, but he's also throwing three or four picks a game and just doing questionable things a lot of the time. I think they'll just have another very charger season. They'll probably go like one and four to start the year or something like that. And then end the year strong, like usual, probably seven, eight, maybe nine win team. I don't want to take any money, even with under eight and a half, because I still think they're um, they have some good pieces and everything like that. Um, no, no strong opinions here. So, if you had to, though, what would you say? If I had to, if we're doing seven and a half, yeah, seven and a half. I'd go over seven and a half. Yeah, I, I think the one thing is like having Ty God as the quarterback is is the thing that mitigates probably their biggest issue, which is their offensive line and how that led to almost all the issues that they've had, which is Rivers getting forced to just chuck it up, getting throwing through pressure, um, throwing through contact. And that's what just leads to this volatility of that team, I think. And, you know, when you've got a dual threat quarterback behind or behind that offensive line, uh, especially one who's a little bit more conservative, you're probably going to be in more games and playing less catch up. Phillip Rivers might be the best, like playing from behind volume stat builder of all time. Um, so, you know, I think that Ty God possibly uh, mitigates that concern more than anyone else would uh, that was available. So, um, or that there was an option for them. So moving on here to the AFC North, uh, we'll, we'll run through this one and we'll slow down a little bit at the Pittsburgh Steelers. But first, we're going to start with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, a team that I know Michael has done a 180 on. Um, Kaz has really, really been licking the boots on the Ravens. Um, and I, I, you know, I understand it. I understand. I'll start and I'll say at 11, at 11 wins, even, uh, minus one, uh, minus one fifteen for the over minus one Oh six Vegas likes an 11 win team here. And you know what? I don't blame them. I think 11 wins is probably spot on. This division's pretty damn good. I think it's going to be competitive. Um, I will not be betting this one Vegas, you know, betting on them to, to win 12 games, to win your bet here is like we've already talked about not ideal uh i do think you're probably gonna end up pushing at the end of the day i'm just i'm not gonna go under i don't think this team is gonna regress uh in this in an nfl sense in a fantasy sense and efficiency maybe but this defense just loaded the fuck up and free agency lamar is still lamar lamar's and jamar lamar uh 
the offensive line loses Marshall Yonda, but it's still a really good team. So to me, it, it's just a similar thing to the Chiefs. Like I'm just not going to bet against them. So I'm going to go over 11 and feel safe at pushing. Um, Kaz, because I called you out, I'll let you go next. Yeah, I would prefer the under on this team. Um, lot, I, I, I'm not huge into their weapons like Marquise Brown, Willie Sneed, um, Chris Moore, not huge into that kind of stuff. They do have one of the best running backs still at the age of 30 in Mark Ingram. Uh, I'm not sure what they were thinking when they drafted the J.K. Dobbins if they're not going to use him this season, but that's a different conversation for a different time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but defenses are kind of hard to predict, man. Like I think uh, it's it's hard to have the consistency year in and year out with a with a defense uh, rather than an offense. And I think we kind of saw at the end of the last year, especially with the Titans playoff game, like teams were kind of figuring out Lamar Jackson. I know a lot of teams were thrown off by his amazing ability to run the football as well as pass. Um, so I think, I think there's some regression from, from Lamar and for that reason, as well as the defensive consistency, consistency and the wide receiver problems. I think that it's an under. Jitty, what are your thoughts here? Yeah. I mean, if you're not same thing with the chiefs, are you expecting this team to win 12 games, 12 games in this league's hard, especially with COVID now. It's the same thing um, with what Jeff was saying. Like, if Mahomes just gets COVID, like, your your bet's done. Same thing with Lamar. He gets COVID. This team's done. I mean, you got to, like, really bake into a few different factors here in terms of what can go wrong and the regression that the Ravens can see, especially with Lamar's touchdown rate and everything like that. So I think you got to go under. Easy. Jeffrey? Uh, nah, I mean, it's a push. I would just slightly take the over. Um, cause I do think they're one of the most well-run organizations and, um, but like, I wouldn't bet it for all the reasons we've discussed. I just, the one thing is say something happened to Lamar and he missed a few games. I, I would love just to uh, see that RG three redemption tour. <laughs> and I mean, like, they wouldn't think he's walking into an offense that would still be tailor-made to his skill set, And like, I think they would be more like better equipped to handle um, like a short-term Lamar injury than the Chiefs would be a short-term uh, or a short-to-midterm injury for their quarterback in Mahomes. But yeah, so so I would like, if I had to bet, I'm taking the over and hoping they get 12, but like, because I don't think they're going to uh, lose six, but like, I really would just, you know, I would rather almost just like bet exactly 11 wins and at like the higher odds and hope I hit. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think we're in locks up there, Jeff, and uh, I understand the, the the bear case for sure. Um, all right, moving on. Cincinnati Bengals five and a half wins, minus one thirty four for the over, plus one ten for the under. Uh, this is the lowest win total we've discussed so far, and obviously the Bengals just got the first overall pick, Joe Burrow. Um, Chris Chitterer, what are your thoughts on the Bengals? Yeah, you know, the optics say go on the over. But at the same time, I mean, what the Bengals win two games last year, right? Yes. I mean, that was there's for a reason. I mean, obviously, Andy Dalton has issues, and then they bench Dalton, and there's still a disaster and everything like that. They still have pieces, but at the same time, O line still concerns me. Defense still isn't great. Um, it's obviously a really tough division. So I'm still leaning over because I think Burrow's obviously amazing, and I see a great future with him, and I think the offense is going to be great. Um, I think there's 
couple guys in fantasy I'm definitely interested in with them. But um, I think you got to be a little wary. I think this is like a kind of a classic scenario where you see the sexiness of the pick and you see, you know, obviously the Joe Burrow pick and everything like that. And you want to get excited, but I'd still be a little cautious because this team won two games for a reason last year. still a very bad roster in a tough division. So I'd still lean over, but I'm a little Oh, skeptical. he leans over after that. Okay. Well, I, so I was going to say I agree with you. Uh, I think the real thing is that, yes, they add Joe Burrow. Yes, they get their first-round pick from last year back, who was never playing because he got injured in the preseason. It's Jonah Williams, of course. Um, and they also get A.J. Green, like you said. Um, it's an exciting team, but in my opinion, it's the same kind of thing that we've discussed earlier. We talked about it with the Cardinals last year. Um, we already mentioned it with the Broncos this year. To me, this is a team that you're going to end up feeling like, wow, they left a lot on the table. And I think just with the COVID shortened offseason, even though I think Burrow is going to be great, I'm very excited about him. I think he's going to be a good fantasy quarterback. I think this is a good team to bet on in fantasy. Uh, the the real thing you have to think about is like, are they going to be able to stack up with even the Browns, who I think are the third best team in this division? I don't think they stack up with the Browns. And the Browns are their, their, their best bet in this division. So to me, uh, I'm happily taking the under uh, at five and a half. I think they're probably a four or five win team this year, even though I'm excited about them from a fantasy perspective. Uh, Jeff. Um, yeah, I'm going to go over five and a half. Um, yeah, I think there's a ton of weapons on this offense. AJ Green, um, Auden Tate, John Ross for like the six games he's healthy. Uh, and then Tyler Boyd in the slot and then you have like a pretty good one two punch uh running back between Mixon and Travion Williams. Uh like I mean I and you know, since they knew Burrow was going to be their pick, like they were already running through the playbook with him before they even drafted him. So he came in ahead. Um and I, I really I think that the offense is going to be like sufficient. And looking even at some of the you know DVOA, they were I mean they were still bad, but they weren't like worse in the league. Surprisingly, they were actually number one in special teams DVOA, which I mean, like, look, if you're looking for like, you know, like a couple, <laughs> you know, well, just like a couple of plays here and there that like, could turn like a game or two, like, hey, like, that's something. Um, and then even just looking at some of the luck metrics, like, they were just on the negative side of like a lot of luck variance, which is probably, I think that's partially all, like a skill factor, but like, I, I, don't know, I think six wins is fine. I think they're, it's a good chance they could be better than the Browns this year anyway. So, yeah, let's, you know, go go Tigers. <laughs> okay. Kaz, what are your thoughts here on Bengals five and a half? Yeah, that's a little bit of a ridiculous take from Jeff <laughs> saying that a bounce here or there from a team that's was outscored by 141 points last year in total. Um, yeah, it's it, Jeff's is pretty much boilerplate fantasy football talk nonsense and not really having an understanding of, you know, how actual gambling works, except taking the minus 110 as a bookie. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, from a gambling perspective, this is an under all day, every day. Okay. You're, you're just looking My at, man. you're just looking at fantasy players, Joe Mixon, AJ Green, Joe Burrows. I mean, the personnel on this roster outside of those three guys and also Tyler Boyd leaves guy um, outside of those four guys. I mean, this is a pretty horrendous roster. So give me under. Yeah, I'm with you. Do we have a, do we have any takers on a bet here? Uh, I'd put uh five on I, it. Oh uh, yeah. I'll toss I'd put five. five. So what I'm putting 10 up against five from each of you. Yeah. All right. Sure. Cool. Okay. Um, I like it. All right. 
All right, so next up we have the Cleveland Browns. Win total set at eight and a half, and the over is minus 121. Under is plus 100, so even there. Uh, Chris, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on the Browns in 2020? Yeah, I mean, it feels a little bit like last year. I think the over-under was similar. Maybe it was eight and a half last year, and they just completely tanked results. Um, you, you see the roster, and you think, this is a talented team. This has to be a playoff team, given the weapons. They've got some great defensive options, too, on there. But then they just end up being the Browns. So, it, I mean, I look at the roster. I look at – I like the new – I like um, Kevin Stephenson taking over as head coach in terms of how to run that offense properly. So I, I, I lean over seven and a half. I feel like they can be an eight or nine win team. But at the same time, like, it's the Browns. And the Browns just always end up disappointing. I know it's like a narrative, but at the same time, it, like, really is the case. Um, I'm not, Again, I lean over seven and a half, but very skeptical. Let's go to you, Jeff. I mean, you know, we were excited about the Browns from a fantasy perspective last year. We're excited about them this year as well as a post-hype sleeper team. What are your thoughts on the Browns this year? Eight and a half. I'm taking the under eight and a half here. Um, I mean, like, first of all, uh, well, I get plus money on it, which is good. Second, they're probably the third best team in this division. I mean, the Ravens are number one. Uh, the Steelers with a healthy Ben are easily number two. And then, okay, thirdly, Jacksonville is being picked by many as being like, you know, the worst or second worst team in the league. Are we really sure that, you know, Baker Mayfield's like any different than Gardner Minshew, except that he has like what number one overall draft capital? I just like, I haven't seen it from him. And I mean, I think Stefanski will definitely set him up well with a lot more play action than what was used. But look at the weapons on the offense. It's, uh, you know, it's Odell and it's Jarvis Landry at the receiver position. And then they have no depth. And I mean, Landry and Odell have dealt with their share of injuries the last couple of years. And Landry, we don't know how he's doing with the hip. Um, I mean, tight end, and they went out and they spent a ton of money to get Austin Hooper. And then, and I mean, we like Njoku, but he hasn't quite, you know, shown what we've wanted. So I, mean, I just don't see it all coming together. Nine wins for the third best team in the division is, um, I don't, that's a lot. I'm taking the under seven, eight wins for this team this year. Yeah. Kaz, are you in agreement there? Yeah, I'll take myself off mute here. Leave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't see how you play it any other way. I mean, especially when I'm thinking about the Steelers and how they'll be an 11, 12 win team this year and how the Ravens are around that same uh level and i also think that the Bengals improve so um you know this is just the cleveland browns like what else do we expect you bring in good guys and they just turn to shit like look at odell look at baker nick chubb i mean in a vacuum these guys are pretty talented but unfortunately they're still on the browns so give me the under <laughs> okay so Last year, we had all of one division out of the eight in the NFL that had a third place finisher finish nine and seven or better. So no one finished better than nine and seven. Uh, that was NFC West. Rams were nine and seven. Seahawks, 11 and five. 49ers, 13 and three. And then the Cardinals all the way in last five, 10 and one. So is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? No. Uh, I do think that like I went under on the Bengals at five and a half. So if they go five, theoretically, it's in play. Um. I will say this. I'm going under eight and a half because I think they're probably an eight and eight team. Um, so I'm going to hit the under there. But the 
the thing is, I think people are really sleeping on the Browns in 2020. And the reason is everyone was so disappointed besides the people that were fading them in the first place, like you guys last year. But the two biggest issues were coaching and offensive line. What did they do? They got what we think is a better coach. They got rid of Freddie Kitchens, who completely flipped the script, um, what he did in 2018 when he was head coach in 2019. And Stefanski is supposed to be an upgrade. And then their offensive line definitely got better on the edges. So personally, I think that they are there is cause for optimism with the Browns, although I'm still going under eight and a half. I think they're an eight and eight team. Lastly, in the AFC North, Kaz, we're going to start with you. Obviously, your boys, the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, line set at nine. Minus 121 on the over, plus 100 on the under. I think I know which way you're leaning. All day, every day, this is part of the free money. (laughs) Oh, free money. You heard it. You heard it. This is free money. Go to your bookies. Tell your mom. Get the Rand (laughs) pennies out. It's free money, baby. I mean, listen, last year, about everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. I mean, I don't know how you get any more piss poor than – at quarterback than Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. I mean, these guys, like if Duck Hodges scrambled for a 10 yards, I mean, it was a huge play for our offense. It was one of the worst offenses I've ever seen. And also with the injuries of James Conner, like we were just decimated on every level. Now we get a healthy Ben back. And I like, listen, he's two, he's two seasons removed from like the second most uh, passing yards in the NFL. So I, we just need something. Uh, that, that's all we're asking for. It's just a little bit from the quarterback position. Um, we bring in Eric Ebron, our offensive line. We're running it back and uh, we're getting a healthy James Conner back. I don't know if he's the most talented guy in the world, but I do like him at, as a starter. We also bring in Anthony McFarland from Maryland. I like that as like a nice uh, Swiss army knife type player coming out of the backfield, pass catching back that we could use in third down situations. And I mean, what more can you say about this defense? I mean, it's like, it's loaded from top to bottom. Yeah. I don't, I can't see anybody finding any faults with that defense. Like really last year, the defensive player of the year conversation were, was between two guys on the same team. And I don't even know if I've experienced anything like that. Like I didn't know who, who was better TJ Watt or Minka Fitzpatrick. Like both those guys were absolutely. And we studs. loved that move when when they went out and traded a first. Oh, I know, man. I loved it. I loved it. It was such a good. It was such a good move. So, and you look at the corners like Joe Hayden, Stephen Nelson. Um, hopefully, Terrell Edmonds takes a step forward. Devin Bush. I mean, that the thing is, it's such an exciting off defense because how young these guys are all these guys are extremely young maybe the oldest guy is Cameron Hayward and I think he's 27 28 years old so I'm I'm expecting them to take a step forward as a unit because they're playing together again and this was the best defense in the NFL maybe besides the Patriots last year so if we could just get something from Big Ben which I know he's capable of and uh, we get a healthy James Conner back and bring in Eric Ebron, just another weapon to, to work with, as well as the Claypool draft pick, as well as Anthony McFarlane. I think this is an 11-12 win team. Yeah, I'm I'm going to hop in and say I, I completely agree with you. And the reason is, Kaz, we get Big Ben back, and the defense is still awesome, and the offense is healthier. And they finished 8-8 eight and eight last year with one and a half games of Big Ben. 8-8. Eight and eight. With Minka, you know, coming over midseason, like 
there's no way this team goes 500 again unless someone gets hurt. So, I mean, I think that that's kind of a poor bet to to play into a, an injury. And I think Ben appears to be fully back. So I, I'm smashing the over with you. I would love if we got some pushback from Chris or Jeff to see if anyone is uh, is against this. Either of you guys not taking the under here? No, you won't. You you won't um, cut pressure for me. I mean, like I mean, you guys all said it right there. I mean, how did this team almost make the playoffs last year? They went <laughs> eight and eight. Like I, I was trying to look at their schedule real quick. I think they were in a position to, to make the playoffs last year, right? They ended up. I feel like they ended up losing their last two games, maybe. Like, if, but, I mean, um, they finished second in the AFC. If North, they beat the yeah. Bills, I think they would have. Yeah, yeah, I remember was, that game. I mean, it's just crazy. The defense is so great. Top three, top five D in the league. It really, it still depends on Ben's health, though. Is his arm going to be the same? I'm not totally sure. I mean, he says he's healthy, of course, but I'm. Um, you never know if his arm just ends up not being the same at his age. So I guess that's a little concerning. Um, but yeah, you just look at the defense. You look at the roster in general. As long as Ben is somewhat competent, they should be over uh, nine wins. Yeah, and they've got the seventh easiest schedule this year, uh, according to SharpFootballStats.com. Like. This is not a situation. I think Vegas really fucked up on this nine, if, if I'm being honest. Um, if it were eight and yeah. a half, I'd probably put the house on it, put the mortgage. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad we're in locks up there. AFC South still. Um, Texans, Jeff, let's start with you. We just watched them um, play against the Chiefs, so we're cheating a little bit, but we had to split up the recording here. Um, Texans, seven and a half. The over is minus 106, and the under is minus 115. Uh, knowing what we know, <laughs> maybe you could play it as if we didn't know. I'm sure you, your take is probably the same. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Texans in 2020? Uh, yeah, so I my pick before last night's game was Texans over. And um, I actually had kind of like their odds to win the division at plus 350. Uh, I don't like that bet as much, but I just can't go against Deshaun Watson finishing below 500, you know? I mean, even if Bill O'Brien, like, does everything to ruin the season, I just don't see how Watson lets them lose nine games. And, I mean, they still have, like, some good defensive pieces. I think things will start to, uh, you know, gel with Cooks and Cobb and the receiving that uh, I'm not betting on Watson going below sub-500. I'm not going to take that win division at plus 350 anymore, but, you know, eight, nine wins for the Texans. Book it. Okay. Um, do we have any Undertaker here on uh, on seven and a half? Undertaker. The Undertaker, Chitty. Yeah, I, I would actually, I would lean the under here for a few different reasons. I mean, the first four weeks, have we seen the schedule? I mean, obviously, they just blew, they did not look great against the Chiefs. Then they're, they're facing the Ravens, then at the Steelers, then hosting the Vikings. I mean, after watching them play last night, like, yeah, it's a little bit of a recency bias, but. Do, do I see them winning any of those games? Like, I don't think so. And they're a mess on defense. Um, First-year defensive coordinator having to take over here. There's still a bunch of holes there, obviously. I don't see it. And, then of course, the loss of Hopkins is huge. Brandon Cooks looked – I think he only played, like, maybe 20, 30 snaps last night. Um, so he's still a little banged up. Um, I'm, I'm worried about this team for sure. I would I'd bang this under 7.5 right now. Okay. I think I might smell a bet. Kaz, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I lean with Chid too. Um, unfortunately, I like the personnel on the on the offensive side of the ball, um, but I can't trust Bill O'Brien to go grab me a cup of coffee from across the street right now. Like the guy, <laughs> I think he's completely incompetent. The fact that he's GM and head coach 
and has been abysmal for the last four few years is like a Jim Dolan on the New York Knicks type situation. Like I don't see them getting any better until he actually leaves the facility. Um, like Chid said, this is a terrible defense. I like the personnel on offense just with Deshaun and David Johnson actually looked pretty good last night, but give me the under seven and a half. Yeah, I, I hate to leave you on an island here, Jeff, but I'm going to go under as well. I think they're more of a seven and nine team. And the reason is Deshaun is so good, but we only really get to see it when they're down with like two plus scores. And the reason is the offensive play calling is just we hoped it might change this year based on week one. They're still being really conservative, run, run, pass. They're not doing their, their you know, big, big time quarterback any favors with that. So I'm not going to buy uh, such a poorly run organization despite how good their quarterback is. And I don't like to bet against good quarterbacks, but um, yeah. So uh, Chid, you, you took the under hard approach there. So Jeff, do you and Chid want to make a bet? Jeff, what are your thoughts on the over there? Um, I'm fine. I mean, Still I'm also fiver. already starting. A little fiver. I'm, I'm already starting in a one game hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. You guess you did get that. Okay, fine. Uh, all right. Colts. Um, Kaz, we're going to start with you. Colts at nine, even uh, minus 117 on the over, minus 105 on the under. Where are you at on the Colts? Yeah, I'll go with the over on this one. Um, I'm not big on Houston, Tennessee, or Jacksonville this year. I think they actually come out and win the division. Um, I think Phillip Rivers is a little bit of an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett of last year. And you bring in Jonathan Taylor to an already extremely good offensive line. Um, and I think the defense wasn't too bad last year. I mean, their turnover margin was was in the plus last year, and they also you know finished as a, as a top half defense. So I think, yeah, in general, I like this team to to finish with more wins and win the division. The Colts have the easiest schedule in the league according to sharpfootballstats.com. This is based on Vegas forecasted season win totals back in May, but that's still, you know, an indication it doesn't let the the line really move too much based on the betting, but um the easiest by far, like it's not even close. So, 9 feels like a good overbet, but the thing is, like Rivers doesn't inspire that much excitement for me. This offensive line is really good, but they do struggle in pass protection more than they do in in, in run blocking. So that's been the Achilles heel of Phillip is that he Rivers is that he hasn't had a, a good protection enough to really use his weapons. He goes to a weapons downgrade in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, the ghost of T.Y. Hilton, uh, second year Paris Campbell, rookie Michael Pittman, and Jack Doyle. Uh, that's that's thrilling. I mean, Nahi Hines and a decent running back room for sure. I think Jonathan Taylor has a lot to be excited about. And I like the way this this org is building. I just don't know if they're there yet to win this division. I honestly think the Titans at eight and a half is a more appealing pick, even though they're due to regress, because I just think that that defense uh, is much more bankable. And I think that uh, their offensive system is something we've already seen be successful. Um, and I think it's repeatable. So to me, I'm going to take uh, a, a, a light light case on the under here. And I mean, I, I guess they're probably a decent bet for nine and seven. So the, the line's pretty good. So, but I'm going to go under on the Colts. Anyone taking, well, let's go, let's go to you uh, next, Chid. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I slightly lean over because I really think it's a really um, well-balanced roster. I think Chris Ballard runs the show um, amazingly there. 
I, I too am worried about Philip Rivers. I feel like I lost a lot of Rivers last year, and man, there were just so many times where I feel like he was just completely breaking down. Um, so I have concerns, but at the same time, like they still impressed me with Jacoby Brissett there. Um, I like the addition of Jonathan Taylor for the run game. I think he's going to be great. Um, I lean over in terms of winning the division. I don't hate that bet either. Uh, I was trying to check the odds. I don't know if you guys can see the odds for them winning the division. Um, leaning over, I guess, slightly worried about um, Philip Rivers, though. Okay. Jeff, what, what are your thoughts here? Uh, I'm more or less in lockstep with you, Will. I just – I don't see them winning more than 10 games, and I think Tennessee is the better team. So, um, yeah, I would take – uh, but, like, you, you've talked about how, like, the you know, uh, schedule's pretty easy. Yeah, I think they probably win somewhere in eight, the 8 to 10 win range, so I'd rather not bet on them either way and instead just take the over on Tennessee and um, – Tennessee at plus 145 now to win the division compared to the Colts at plus 120. Um, but for, uh, I don't have it. Never mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I would take, um, you know, pass on the Colts, take over eight and a half for Tennessee and take Tennessee plus 145. Shit. I'll do fives with you. All right. You're, you got that on the under? It's nine. Right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, Okay, cool. So moving on to the Jags here, four and a half. Guys, it's hard to to lose 12 games when you've got a team that's motivated and there is there is some talent in Jacksonville. They've done their best to ship it off, let's be honest, but there is some talent there. I just think that this is like, it, this is one of those ones where you're just like, fuck, I mean, like look at what some of these other terrible teams did last year. Like the Jets went seven and nine. The Jags, Gardner Minshew is fighting to be the franchise quarterback. So to me, I don't, man, it's it's, it's plus 118 on the over, minus 143 on the under. They're tanking. They want to get the first overall pick so they can try to get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. It just feels like a trap game. And honestly, if I have to go somewhere, I'll go under. But fuck, like this is not one that, this is just like a, a tough line. It's It kind of feels like, you know, an 11 and a half win line um, on the other side. So I'll, I'll lean under, but I'm interested to see if anyone um, kind of, you know, disagrees on that and, and is willing to bet on the talent. Yeah, that'll be me. I mean, and nice, the plus Jeff. money. Um, I mean, was it the Dolphins last year where uh, five and I mean, 11. they were, yeah, and they won five and 11. They were also like blatantly trying to tank. Um, I don't think Minshew gets enough credit and I think Shark is just going to ball out this year. Um I mean, I, I get that it's not a good team right now, but four wins or 12 losses is so many that um, I, I, I'm just going to take the five wins and the plus money and, you know, run, hope, hope I get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just lean on her. I just have to say, like, this, I think this is the worst run organization in the NFL. And that's that's like a that's a a, a difficult task because I feel like there's a few poorly run organizations, but like it completely blows my mind that Doug Marone kept his job. It blows my mind way more that David Caldwell kept his job. Like that is insane. He has had so many like big free agent pickups and everything like that that just have never turned around. The team always ends up just being a disaster. This, this team just needs a full on rebuild, and they showed they're they're showing that they they want to rebuild, but these aren't going to be the guys you're, you're rebuilding with Caldwell and Marone. So why are we wasting a season with them when you can be like getting a new coach like Brian Flores last year 
ended up inspiring the team, gave them some hope for the future. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to yourself? Close my mind. Yeah. I lean, I lean under. Cas. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with anything. I mean, I don't think there's any reason to waste our time or our breath on this team that could win zero games this year. <laughs> okay. All right, Titans, wrapping up the AFC South and the AFC as a whole. Uh, eight and a half. It's minus 134 on the over, plus 110 on the under. Um, like I already said, just to kick it off, I, I like the Titans to win the division. Uh, I think they have a really good defense. I just added Jadavian Clowney. I like the way this org is building. I like that AJ Brown turns into a wide receiver one, uh, you know, dominant player this year, and Derek Henry, the big dog, continues to roll. So I'll go over on eight and a half. Um, I, I'm gonna have to go under. I think that Ran Tannehill is just caught lightning in a bottle last year, and I don't think he's gonna be able to replicate that at all. I mean, he spent what seven seasons in Miami, and they gave him time after time after time to try to show that he was competent and could, you know, take over that role. And he just couldn't do it, but somehow, you know, Marcus Mariota was able to just squander away the job and Ryan Tannehill became this godly fantasy player in the last half of the, in the last half of the year and created something out of AJ Brown. And I don't know. I've, I saw a lot of inconsistency with Derek Henry too. So like the, the offense to me is just a, uh, they caught lightning in a bottle last year, and I don't think that they're going to be able to do it again. Um, so give me the under eight and a half. Yeah, the real the real question is, does their rookie right tackle, who I think is already injured or on the COVID list, uh, um, Isaiah Wilson, I uh, is he going to be able to replace Conklin on the right, right tackle spot? I don't know, but uh, they do have the second easiest schedule behind the Colts, so um, according to sharpfootballstats.com. So to me... I'm I'm happy to bet on that one. Uh, do we have any takers on either side that wants a bet? Jeff, we'll start with you. I mean, I'm on, I'm already going over with the plus uh, division. Okay, so uh, Chid, over. Yeah, I'm 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 over also. Okay, Kaz, you you feeling pretty good about lightning in a bottle here? Only if it's at nine. Give me nine. Like this team no, could def- we're not is definitely this. a nine. No, no, we're not doing this. We All do right, this every no. time. Every time you want to make a bet, fine. You, you you're so, you're too soft to to handle a simple transaction. No, I just win the most. That's why. <laughs> just an individual vibe with me, Mike. Don't worry He's, about Will. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just always plays on my nice guy characteristics. So I up up the lineup tonight. <laughs> nice guy. All right, fine. I guess we're not betting on that one. Um, moving on to the NFC. We'll start with the NFC East. Obviously, you know, the biggest division in football. Um, the Cowboys, nine and a half. Um, I'm going to start it with you, Chris. And it's minus 162 over, plus 132 under. Uh, this is a, a pretty lopsided line here. I think the Cowboys are probably the favorite in the division. So what are your thoughts here? Nine and a half over. Yeah. I, I think they're an interesting team to bet on the Super Bowl win too, actually, given um, probably pretty high payout, I believe. This this offense, I'm really excited. I want like a lot of them. I have a lot of them in fantasy. A lot of Cooper, a lot of Dak, a lot of Gallup. I mean, the the CD Lamb steal uh, steal of the draft, in my opinion, this year. Um, and of course, the O line solid. Defense is still solid too. Um, I mean. Without Jason Garrett, I, I didn't think Mike McCarthy was like a, a too exciting of a hire. It is like a kind of a classic NFL retreat type thing. But I think that's still like it's, it's something that works out because he was able to 
generate a Super Bowl win with a solid offense and a solid surrounding roster. So, and he's very open to analytics more so than I thought. He seems like he's open to new ideas with taking these years off. So the hire at first, like scared me a little bit, but then I started to learn a little bit more about how he's actually developed as a coach in these years off. And I was pretty encouraged. I love the over nine and a half on this. All right. Uh, Jeff, what are your thoughts here? All right, let me read you a tweet from my mentions the other day regarding Jason Garrett. Cowboys make the playoffs if they fired him week four and put the headset on a literal coconut. <laughs> That's from at not to be trite, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dallas has the best offense in the NFC. It's going to be C from 40 burgers every single game. I hammer the over. Hammer the over. Jeff is plugged into... <laughs> to Cowboys Twitter, by the way. So he's got some 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 real connects there. Um, I, I like I like that take. Kaz, as a former Dallas man yourself, over under. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with any but with what anybody said. Um, I lived in Dallas for a few years and I I've been on the Dallas hype train like I was on it last year and the year before, maybe because just I was living there. But I remember they warned me, like, be worried about the Dallas Cowboys. Like, don't drink the Kool-Aid too much because they will screw you over. So I'll keep that in mind and just say it's it, – I like the over, but I'm not going to be placing any bets like Super Bowl odds or anything like that. I, I've learned my lesson with with this team and Super Bowls. Fair enough. Uh, they had a really good draft, and they've got a really good quarterback. The problem is one of their strengths for years has been their offensive line, and it just keeps getting pounded. Um, I, I would like to think that, that, that is okay this year. And I think for fantasy purposes, it's, it's wheels up on the Cowboys. Um, I don't think it's as clear of a lock for first in the NFC East though, as some people make it out to be, I do like them a lot. And I think that they've got everything you're looking for basically, except they let Byron Jones walk in free agency as well. So they're hoping to get Trayvon Diggs, a CB one out of him. Uh, but he's a rookie. So I'm not like as confident I'm going to go over as well, but uh, and the reason is I'm a big fan of Philadelphia. We'll get to them in a second. But uh, New York Giants, uh, a source of contention in years past with some some buyers from uh, from my side of things and sellers on on Kaz and Chid, I believe. So uh, they're set at six even right now, minus 110 on the over, minus 110 on the under. Um, I'll start and say I like the under because we've still got we got a second year quarterback, Daniel Jones. Um, it, they look to all be healthy right now. Evan Ingram's had problems with health. Saquon Barkley had a high ankle sprain last year. Offensive line added two new pieces, but it's like, as Jeff says in the past, uh, shiny new toy. We don't want to get too excited over guys we haven't seen play yet. So um, I don't think that this team is ready to contend with the Eagles or the Cowboys in the NFC East alone. And I think we're betting a lot from... Um, from Daniel Jones and you know they they took we took the Cowboys coach coaching problem and and added to the to the Giants and Joe Judge has not proved anything as a head coach yet so um and Jason Garrett's obviously in the wings so to me I, I take the under I think it's probably gonna end up being a push but um thoughts uh Jeff uh no I agree with you there I'm, I'm not a Danny Dimes believer I think Jason Garrett is like more of a liability running the offense and he's yeah, an asset um so, I mean, I, I actually like some of the pieces they've put in place around um, Jones. I, the receivers are better than I, 
I kind of were as I've like gone through the offseason, like, okay, these receivers are better than what I gave him credit for. A healthy Evan Ingram's also like a very good weapon. Um, but yeah, I think you know, like Jason Garrett probably cost them a win with his play calling, and Jones is gonna like you know, fumble away another game, and then you toss in four games against the Cowboys and Eagles. Um, I mean, I think Haskins, you know, very good chance he's better than Jones this year as well. So potentially have the worst quarterback in the division. I don't see them winning seven games. So, you know, five or six wins, give me the under, give me another top 10 draft pick for the fourth straight year. Is it? I think, I think you're right. Um, Kaz or Chad, any overs from you guys? No, no, sir. No, sir. You're asking a team that (laughs) has an entirely new coaching staff, a coach that I don't like, like I didn't like any of these hires to completely rebuild during a pandemic year. And of course, Daniel Jones, um, yeah, I, I he was turnovers were a mess um, last year. There's a few times where he impressed me, but yeah, I'm, I'm hammering under. Yeah, the Giants have the 31st wow. uh, best schedule. So, thir- you know, second worst schedule in the league this year. Um, so, Kaz, you, you going to be a black sheep here? So did you set the line at six, Steve? Yeah, six minus one. It's, it's balanced, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely put some money on the over here. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'll like fives around. Fifteen bucks up for grabs. I don't know if you guys want to go fives around. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Okay. Um, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We can move on. Okay. <laughs> Eagles nine even uh, minus one thirty four on the over plus one ten on the under. I'm interested to to kick it off with anyone who feels strongly about the under here. I don't feel strongly about it, but. Uh, I'm I'm a little hesitant because we've already seen three injuries to offensive starters, um, two season-ending injuries on the offensive line, then Jay and Rager with the shoulder injury. He sh- he'll be back week two, but um, you know it's an injury that could that's gonna you know drag nag at him throughout the season and could you know another dislocation could knock him out for the year. Wentz, I mean, it was said it was maintenance, but Wentz also just kind of missed some time in camp with a back injury. So I'm definitely not betting the under, uh, but I'm reluctant also to hit the over because it's already adding up and the season hasn't even started. So you're not, you're not betting on it, but are you mind not marking you down for an under here? No, no. Okay. Uh, put, still put me down for an over, but like, I'm I'm not confident in it. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I like I like the Eagles this year. I'm kind of becoming an Eagles stan, I've realized. Maybe it's just my like proximity to a bunch of Eagles fans, but I just really like the way this organization is run. I like their draft picks this year. Uh any concern about Carson Wentz should be in some cases mitigated by a really exciting QB two and and Jalen Hurts. I won't say any more uh, before I get too many eye rolls. So uh I think this defense also got much better with Darius Slay. The problem is the real the real contender in this division besides the Eagles is obviously the Cowboys. And now they have three legit weapons, and the 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 Eagles definitely lack three legit uh, cover corners. So I like the over, but um, I, you know I don't know if we got any takers for bets here. Chris or, or Kaz, anyone feel good about the under? No, I same. I'm same with Gould. Yeah, I like the under here. I mean, I, I'll. I'll bet 10 on the under because um, I don't know how you guys want to divvy that one up either. 
I think this team is aging, man. Like this is getting to be an old roster. Like uh, outside of Miles Sanders, Carson Wentz, like the rest of these guys have been along for a long time. Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Jalen Mills. Uh, the offensive line is extremely old as well. Like I, I could just, and just with that age, like comes a lot of injury risk. I could see things really falling off the wagon and off the wheels pretty quickly with this team. And as Gould elite alluded to, like the, the injuries are already starting to rack up miles Sanders questionable, even though he'll probably play and same with Jeffrey questionable leading into week one, but yeah. Give me, and you're asking them to win 10 games this year during COVID with a kind of depleted team. I give me the under. All right. Tens me and you let's do it. Um, okay. Washington, five even, uh, minus one twenty nine uh, for the over plus one hundred five. Is anyone taking the over on Washington? Yeah, that'd be me. Let's go, um, Jeff. Okay, I love so, the optimism. I mean, five wins. Like as I already alluded to earlier, I think Washington uh, very good chance of the third best team in this division. Uh, I think Ron Rivera. Uh, first, hope he has a speedy recovery. Um, second, I Agreed. think he well is. Well said. Yes, I think he is a very good coach. Um, you know, he did a lot with some not too hot of teams in Carolina. Um, and I think this team is really also like going to rally around him. Um, I think Haskins, after like a very rough uh, couple games to start the season, you know, really settled in and, and finished the season strong than he was given credit for. Jerry McLaurin, uh, you know, great young receiver on the outside. My man, Steve Sims, running in the slot. And I mean, that defensive front, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, I mean, they're going to be getting after quarterbacks. So I like football Jonathan team. Allen, Deron Payne. Yeah, like that is, um, you know, formidable front. So, yes, I'm taking the football team over five wins. And I am sprinkling second in the division at plus 1,000. I like it, Jeff. I'm with you on the over. Um I think they they have a lot more going for them than the Giants, and there is some speculation. But like we're t- we're talking about a, um, I think Dwayne Haskins was slept on as a prospect. I can't believe he f- fell to fifteen, um, and I think he's a franchise quarterback. And I think he showed it in the last couple of games last year that despite a terrible offensive situation with only one real weapon and no real offensive line, uh, I think he showed that he can do some things for this team. So um, I'm not going to pick them to repeat as. Uh, you know, bottom, bottom barrel on the NFC East. So I'm with you. Um, let's, let's ride baby. Uh, let's go to, uh, Chid next. Make your money on the under here. Cause I don't okay. like, I, I think I, the, the number five interests me because I see, see it as a five, four or five win team. I don't see that it's team winning six games. I mean, I, kind of similar to the giants where you, they did a full rebuild, full complete change of regime and everything like that during a pandemic. Um, Haskins was he he showed I, I like the connection of him and Terry of course but at the same time I mean, he still had a lot of moments where I thought he was um, a bit of a mess and that O line the O line is not pretty here and again I think this is a pretty good division Jeff I think you're just burning money putting them second in the division <laughs> to be honest with you um, I still think it's, Look, it's, it's ten to one it's ten to one odds. I mean, it's not like yeah, I'm just betting it straight up. It's 10 to 1 odds. So, you know, Eagles get a little bit of that bad injury luck that we already discussed. Haskins gets, you know, gets lighted on fire, Gould. I think it's more <laughs> difficult than the Jaguars getting second in the division. 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy shit. I don't know about that. But yeah, yeah. I, I, given, I given go the under. talents on each division. I don't yeah. even think they're that they're that different of teams. I think Washington has a better defense, but they both have second year quarterbacks that showed something. And actually, Minshew has more experience than Haskins does. They both have one real weapon, and that's Chark versus McLaurin. So I actually think that's a pretty fair take by by Chid, considering the AFC South might be more competitive, but has less like top you know NFL talent um, in terms of teams. Kaz, I assume you're under here as well. Yeah, I think under. I don't feel strongly about it. I think it's five one team. Little little fives around, just you know, if you're gonna oh, push, it's not oh, nice. No, no, thanks. I'll do I'll do ten five each. Ten five? Uh Jeff, you down? Yeah. Let's do it. Words. It's rad. Okay. Um, so moving on now, we're gonna start with you, Jeff. Cardinals seven even minus one forty three uh for the over and plus one eighteen for the under. And obviously AFC West competitive division. Cardinals are the ascending team. Would you like the over here? Not really, especially not at minus 143. Um, give me Browns vibes in that you got the everyone's expecting the second year quarterback to take a huge leap, and you just gave him, you know, one of the top receivers. Um, but from, I, I do think the offense is still going to be good, but it's just such a tough division with San Francisco and Seattle. So if we and you know the Rams, so to me, it's kind of a toss up between the Cardinals or Rams being the third best team. Um, I mean, it's easily the most loaded division, so uh, it's a pass. Um, I, I would just take the plus money on the under if I had to bet it, but I just don't want to bet it. Yep. Okay. Uh, Kaz, what are your thoughts here? Um, seven wins. <laughs> it's tough. Like, it's it's not a good defense. Uh, last year, they finished 23rd in opponent, opponent rushing yards and 31st in opponent passing yards. Um, and I don't see any real improvements that they've made on the defensive end. But oh. yeah, I mean, I, Your boy Isaiah Simmons, I guess, is, is was a pretty good draft pick last year. Yeah, but uh, I guess, yeah, best player in the draft. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I. Yeah. I mean, I I think they've got some exciting pieces on defense. Still got Patrick Peterson. They've got you know Buda Baker, great great player. Uh, Isaiah Simmons. Jones, like there's there's enough there. I think they can be a little splashy on defense. I, I think we're probably all, I don't want to speak for you, Chris, because you haven't gone yet, but I think we're probably all in the same boat that we're like, this is a tough division to predict for the bottom two teams, the Rams and the Cardinals. I honestly, I'm a little, I'm more bullish on the Cardinals than I am on, on the Rams, uh, but I don't think it's like, I mean, the Rams are at eight even. So this is a really tough one. I don't think we're having any bets, but if I if I had to go, I'm going to go under as well. I think that we've got uh, the Rams vibes like, um, or sorry, the, the Browns vibes like we had last year. Um, I think it's going to take some time to develop in a shortened offseason. So that's that's where I'm at. So I, I'd lean under as well, but this is one I think probably everyone's staying away from. Kaz, you, you were saying under as well, right? Yeah, I don't feel strongly either way, but I'd lean on. Chris? I'd lean over. I still I like their pieces. I like I think Kyler Kyler's gonna have another big step. Um, but the defense does really worry me. The division worries me. Slight slightly over. Okay. Um moving over to the Rams here at eight even, uh minus one twenty five on the over, plus one oh three on the under. Uh we'll start with you, Chris. What are your thoughts on the Rams? Same thing? Yeah, same thing. I guess I'm leaning under. I still think um they, they, I feel like they just basically had that one great year where they made it to the Super Bowl, and then the years after, I just haven't 
I have not been very impressed with Jared Goff. I just haven't. Um, and then they had some like pretty big losses on the defensive side. I believe Eric Weddle retired. Fowler's gone. Nikel Roby. I love Nikel Roby. He's gone. Um, so it, it, I believe it. I, I just look at this division and I, I just can't see them going over um, eight or nine wins. So I, I'm, I'm leaning under. Actually, the more I'm like talking about it, the more I, I like to lean under in terms of even betting on it. Yeah, I, we're pretty like clear on our stance and on the on, on Jared Goff on this podcast. Um, I think the Rams have some very, very splashy pieces, you know, great receivers, um, big paid quarterback, um, and then Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on the other side. But to be honest, this team, like the the they've taken a running back with their top pick the last two years. And the running game still isn't the same because their offensive line isn't the same. And we already know how we feel about offensive line and scheme influencing the run game more than anything else. And so, um, you know, I think McVay is a, is a very good coach. And I think that he's probably going to do more with this team than others would. But I still don't know if I'm willing to buy like, you know, I, I prefer the Seahawks uh, as a second team in this division more than the Rams by a long shot. And I think that, you know, we've said it already, but the Cardinals are more in contention with the Rams for that third spot than anything else. So I will also lean under. Um, I don't know if we have any overs here. Uh, we'll go to you, Kaz. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet 10 bucks on the over here. Um, I think they just on the principle, they have the best player in the division and Aaron Donald. Uh, solid weapons for Goff. They went to the Super Bowl. This team went to the Super Bowl two years ago. I understand they lost some pieces, and the offensive line was not good whatsoever last year. And Whitworth, you know, used to be good, and he's kind of getting up in age a little bit. But I think this is a 9-10 to 10 win team. I mean, even last year, I think a lot of things went wrong, and they still won nine games. So, Wow. Well, I think that's that's got to be reflected in your take on the Seahawks too. So yep. um, I'd bet you. Cool. Anyone else, uh, Jeff? You haven't you haven't given your take yet, actually. Um. Yeah, I'm like more in lockstep with Will and Chris's analysis, but nice. Um. I mean, again, it's kind of like I see him as a seven to nine win team, so I would take the plus money on the under, but I don't feel strongly either way. Okay, so we'll do tens, guys. I throw fives, guys. If you, if you oh, okay, we'll split it. We'll split it up. Split it up. Split it up. All right, good stuff. We got some more bads rolling in the NFC here. We got 49ers next, 10 and a half, uh, plus 102 for the over, minus 125 for the under. We'll start with you, Kaz. 10 and a half on the 49ers, San Francisco. Are they going to come back to the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, I mean, I don't, they're doing the right thing. They're running it back with the same team, basically, the same roster that they had last year. And they won, I believe, 13 games. Um, last year. So I just don't feel comfortable betting any team over 10 and a half in the current climate that we're in. So I, I just don't feel comfortable doing that, but I think it's a good team. If I were to predict it's a 10, 11 win team. Okay. Um, let's go, Jeff, Jeff, San Francisco. Yeah. I I'll take the over here slightly. Um, you know, it's tough taking, you know, 11, 12 wins, but I think Garoppolo doesn't get as much credit as, as he deserves, because, largely because people just see some of like the rushing numbers, especially in the postseason, and think he's like, you know, system QB. But he had some games where he really balled out last year, and 
I, I mean, I just think they just didn't need him to pass the ton. And you no, know, I'm expecting defensive regression, but I think Garoppolo in the offense will help them get, you know, like that 11, 12 win total. Um, also, I mean, Jarek McKinnon, he make like Shanahan has wanted him because I think largely because he has a receiving skill set, or he's Shanahan perceives him to have a least has a receiving skill set that just opens up another small section of his playbook. And um, I mean, I've been hammering him at the end of fantasy drafts this summer. So I really kind of think like it was, we could see another new wrinkle added to that offense if McKinnon's able to stay healthy with some of the uh, the passing game. Yeah, they, this team added uh, Javon Kinlaw to replace um, DeForest Buckner on the interior. I think that's a, a good move overall because you're getting a much better discount on a similar type player. Um, they added Brandon Ayuk, who I wasn't a huge fan of as a prospect, but is still probably going to do well in the scheme as many receivers would. Um, and and they added Trent Williams. I mean, who's an elite left tackle when he's healthy, and he he's had a year over a year off. He appears to be healthy, so I think this team is poised to do well again. With all that said, uh, I mean, it's like it's tough, man. I, I don't know if like eleven wins if I feel good about that. I if it were at ten, I'd probably bet the over. Uh, I'll I'll lean over, but I'm not I'm not betting it. I'd um I'd hammer the under here. I think they're due for some um, little negative regression. Um, not to like read word for word from Silva here, but I mean they were five and three in one score games. They recovered the fourth most fumbles in the NFL. Those are a couple factors right there that scream regression to me in terms of just general luck. Obviously, it's a really talented team. I love Kyle Shanahan in terms of um I think he's the best run coordinator in the NFL. Um, so I like the pieces that they have, but at the same time, a tough division, another tough year again with the pandemic and everything like that to expect 11, 12 wins yet again. I mean, obviously there were 13, three last year, but to expect even 11, 12 wins, I think is a lot um, again, especially with the division. So I would bet under. Okay. Um, Jeff, did you want to bet? I'm uh, I'm, I'm staying out on this. Uh, one. Nah, I'll, I'll hold off on it. Okay. Word, word. Um, all right, so NFC West here, we've got the Seattle Seahawks finishing up nine and a half is the line plus 103 for the over minus 125 for the under. I'll start. Uh, I think Seattle is a very interestingly run organization, but at the end of the day, we're looking at a fantastic quarterback, um, some really exciting young weapon in uh, DK Metcalf and obviously Josh Gordon there as well. Um, the defense added <laughs> Josh Gordon might be there indeed. Uh, they added Jamal, Jamal Adams as well. Who's obviously one of the best defensive players in the league. Uh, and only, I think he's entering his fifth season. So, um, personally I like the over, um, and I like them much better, uh, to be second in the division than the Rams or the Cardinals. So, um, Kaz, we'll kick it over to you next. Cause I think we are differing here. Yeah. I'm willing to put 10 on the table for this one. I mean, I just don't understand the logic. This team is very similar to the Houston Texans, except they play in a much better division overall, and their defense may be slightly better. I mean, you add Jamal Adams. I don't know if his if his war is one, is one. You know, like I don't know if if his his value is even worth one single win, but. This team, like the roster is just not good. Like how long 
are we just going to be catching Russell Wilson's lightning in a bottle and he's going to be leading them to 9, 10, 11 win seasons? Until like, he I retires, think, bro. <laughs> no, I think we. this is the year. Like, we've reached a point now where it's too much to overcome. Like, this is this division's too good. Um, the roster is just not constructed well enough. I think this team goes, like, well under, like, seven, eight wins for sure. Okay, Chris, you're up next. Gotta let Russ cook, right? I mean, this this team has hold, held him back for so, so, so long. It's, like, so painful watching this team. I, I want them just, like, kind of want them just to have a bad season just for them to understand that their coaching um, and philosophy is holding them back right now. Um, I got to hate Brian Scheinheimer and everything like that. Um, but – it's still the Seahawks. It's still Russell Wilson. They still find win ways to win games. One thing that's alarming to me that they were ten and two last year in one score games. That's very concerning. Concerning in terms of regression for me. Oh, it's it's tough to bet against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. I, I lean under, but I'm not confident. Jeffrey, I'm mean, out think here. Cavs was kind of stealing from my tw- tweet last night where I said Houston is just AFC Seattle. Um, <laughs> I I don't have Twitter. <laughs> we all know that's a lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys covered it all. In terms of the exact line, I'm going over nine and a half. I mean, you, you guys hit it all with the analysis. So. Okay. Um, Kaz, do you, you want to do 15s? Like like 15 and fives? Everyone down? Nah, we or, can, do you, or Jeff, you're out? Okay. Me and, me and Chid? Uh, okay. I want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> you don't want it. You don't want it. I don't want it. All right. We got 10 for Kaz, five for me and Jeff. Um, okay, let's do it. Let Russ cook. Um, Chid, do you do you have time for another? Or do you want to I'm gonna head off? I, I appreciate it though, guys. Okay. I will um talk to y'all later and I'll I'll send you my picks, okay? Sounds good, All man. Right. Peace, guys. Appreciate it. So we're we're losing um Mr. Chitterer here uh as we wrap up the last two, but we're going on to the NFC North. Starting with the Bears at seven and a half, minus one thirty on the over, plus one hundred seven on the under. What the fuck? The Vegas likes the or the what? Are we joking about this? The Bears are one of the worst teams. Like they've got a good defense, but like they've got Allen Robinson, but their quarterback situation is a mess. Their offensive line situation is a mess, and the rest of their division running back situation. Yeah, their running back situation is a mess. I'll say it. Uh, at least they got enough. They're ends. they're probably like they're a great bet for worst team in this division. So to me, seven and a half, like let's smash the under boys. Come on, Kaz, you're up next. I'll take the over. Um, I'll do ten. <laughs> like it was, it was the real bet here is when is Nick Foles going to be taking over the team? Like even with everything going wrong and how bad Mitch Trubisky was and how terrible David Montgomery was and how big of a bust he was, they still won eight games. Like Fuck just off, off of <laughs> just off of the defense and off of the weapons they have in Cohen, um, Anthony Miller, and Allen Robinson. Like And that's what the Lions going three twelve and one though, without Matt RB1. Stafford for most of the year. Yeah, true. But I mean, are we expecting the Packers to go thirteen and three this year? I don't think so. I don't think the Viking I think the Vikings that's also a point, regress yeah. a little bit too. So uh, give me the give me the over. I mean, this is just in the hopes that as soon as Mitch Trubisky starts to fuck up, they 
Matt Nagy actually pulls the cord. You know, I'm hoping that he does that. I think he's actually a decent head coach. So give me the over. If Nick Foles was starting right now, week one, uh, if I had faith that he was going to start, then I'd, I'd probably be in lockstep with you because I think Foles is good enough to overcome some of these deficiencies. But yeah, I'm right now, the way this is trending with Trubisky starting week one, no guarantees when Foles takes over like he should. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the under. Jeff, what are your thoughts here? Break the tie. Yeah. Under. under. Okay. Uh, Jeff, did you want to bet they, too? Yeah, under. And I mean, DraftKings, Dra- yeah, I'll, I'll join in this. But I mean, DraftKings has like their high, the lowest payout on them finishing fourth in the yeah. division. And then it's third. So like DraftKings has them pegged as bottom two team in the division, but then the over-under is a 500 team. Yeah, no, I agree. Under. Um, okay, so next we got the Lions, Jeff. I'll let you kick this one off. Uh, we're both, we're pretty much in lockstep on the Lions. Six and a half is goddamn disrespectful with a healthy Matt Stafford. Minus 155, plus 127 on the under. Um, go ahead on the Lions. Uh, yeah, I mean, Matt Stafford was balling out last year. It was before he got hurt. I think it was his most efficient season um, to of his career. Now, I'm expecting a little bit of um, regression there, but I mean, also maybe not. Um, Hawkinson is going to take a step forward, I think, now that he's healthy. Uh, we all saw what he did week one, but then he had an ankle injury nagging him. Um, now, the, the only tough part about this really is – you know, putting your money with Matt Patricia, but that's a good offense. So not only do I like the Lions at over uh, six and a half, I uh, like to sprinkle a little bit on them winning the division at plus 550. Best best quarterback in the division, plus 550 to win it. I'll take those odds. I'll, uh, I'll pile on here and just say that I, I was not a believer in the Lions last year because of Patricia. And now I, he like took enough of a step back from the offense and from his like dinosaur uh, vibes that he was giving off on, on how he wanted to play football. Um, I, I think we're going to, if, if Stafford stays healthy, I'm not going to bet on a re-injury there. Um, TJ Hawkinson breaks out this. They've got some exciting weapons on, on offense. I think the defense, uh, you know, gets a little bit better. They lose slay, but they add Okuda. So yeah, I'm with you on the over here. Kaz, you want to bet this one? Yeah. I mean, depending if you guys give me seven, I'll bet it. But I, I do think six and a half is a little bit disrespectful. I would bet under on the seven just so I get the push if they win seven games. I don't think they're an 800 team. Just on the fact that their defense is so bad, like it's uh, the, after they traded Darius Slay, they were the worst passing defense in the NFL. And especially with where the NFL is today, you have to be able to defend the past. And, and Desmond Trufant is not the kind of guy that I think is going to get that done. And you do bring in uh, Jeff Okuda, who I thought was a good pick for them, but I still, I still don't Great think name. they can get to 500 this year. So give me, give me seven. I'll bet. I'll, I'll, I'll go seven with you. Yeah, I mean the so, it's minus one fifty five on over six and a half. Yeah. So yeah, I'll do seven. Wouldn't with you, make Kaz. That's fair. I won't give you grief on that one, Cass. Um, Packers eight and a half. It's minus one forty three on the over and plus one sixteen on the under. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that everyone recognizes the regression that's coming for this team. The fact that they were thirteen and three last year with no major changes to their team. Um, and now they're at eight, the line set at eight and a half. So I think that, and they're right around middle of the road with defensive or with schedule they're going to face. Um, Kaz, I'll let you start here. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I still like the over here. Like, uh, I know Rodgers kind of lost a little bit towards the end of the season. Um, but Aaron Jones out of the backfield, Devontae Adams, still solid. Um, and the defense for the first time, and I think for however long Aaron Rodgers was in Green Bay, actually looked competent. Like, they looked like they were a top-10 defense. So, um Give me and only eight and a half in this kind of division um, with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, give me the over. Cue Aaron Rodgers take. Um, well, I mean, he's regressed more than just the last half of last year. But um, I, I mean, when I opened up the book, I was expecting this to just be an easy under and see like a yeah. 10 and a half win total. So yep. I was pretty surprised to see eight and a half because I'm like, I'm you know, I'm actually thinking about it and like, okay. Um, is my like as much as I wanted to bet the under on the Packers, I'm like, I see them winning nine, I guess, really is how it goes. Um, so yeah, I guess I slightly lean over. I couldn't have said about it myself, Jeff. Uh, so we're all in locks up there, overs on the Packers. Moving on to the Vikings at nine even, plus 123 on the over, minus 150 on the under. Jeff, kick us off with the Kirk Cousins led Vikings. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to take the over. Um, you know, they kind of they completely revamped their secondary, which gives me pause, but it wasn't that good to begin with last year. Um, I think Cousins is another quarterback that gets a little bit disrespected. I'm a little bit concerned yep. about the um, outside of Adam Thielen, the rest of the receiving core. Um, you know, it sounds like old Beastie Johnson is going to be wide receiver too, oh, kicking off the season. I think Justin Jefferson will be, you know, good player in the long run but also like the skill set just seems a little redundant with like you know a couple of slot receivers and no one that's kind of like you know Diggs was the outside guy and they just didn't really replace that position um I do like Herb Smith though especially in the uh 12 personnel and so yeah it's not a comfortable over but I'm taking the over yeah I'll go next I think uh they had a really really good draft Um, I like, I like for the most part, the way this org is run. Um, I think losing Daniel Hunter to IR, um, was, I mean, we don't know how long he's going to be out necessarily because IR is a different situation this year, but, um, I, I think there are nine and 17. So like, I'll go over because I, you know, go bikes kind of thing, but, and I'll take the plus money, but, um, I think they're nine and 17 Cas. Yeah, I'll put a like five bucks on the under here. Um, I don't know. I think uh, Stefan Diggs was a loss. And also, you know, they lost Xavier Rhodes last year due to injury. And this is a completely revamped defense, like Jeff said. So I, I think in the current state of things, like seeing that this team can can get back to where it was last year, I think is a bit of a stretch to get to 10 wins. I see them leaning more to the to the eight wins, five hundred, especially if we expect the rest of the teams in this division to take a step forward. I mean, the Bears signing Nick Foles and Matt Stafford coming back for the Lions. Um, so I think it's closer to an eight win team than a ten win team. So five bucks on that. Let's uh, let's let's bump it down to eight and a half and go fives. No, 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 no. It's minus one fifty for the under. This is exactly what no, we just no, did no. With, with the Lions. See well, the yeah, that's why. 
I mean, I'm telling it's you how I feel about that line, that that number. I felt like they're closer to you that. Think so if they team, win, if they win eight and a half, then I'm saying I think they're a nine-one team. No, you but, said you thought they were closer to an eight-one team. Yeah, but the line was at nine, so I obviously I can't say that they're a nine-one team because the line's at nine. If we hit that number, then we're, it's a push. Um, I think it's a, so. If we're looking at that baseline, it's closer to an eight-one team. I'm not going to give you the nine. That's BS. Come on, Jeff. I just Tell did that, with, just did that with the lines. It's unbelievable. Lines are at minus 155 on the over. We bumped it up for you to even it out. That's fine. All right, we'll keep going. Because you were bullish on them. You said that that line was disrespectful. It is. It is disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. NFC South, Falcons, seven and a half. Plus 100 on the over, minus 121 on the under. Uh, Kaz, we'll, we'll start with you here. How do you want to move the line this time? <laughs> <laughs> so what did we say it was? It was seven and a half? Seven and a half minus 121 on the under. Oh, and even on boy. The seven and a half. That is a tough number. I, man, I guess I'll go over with this team. Like, I think the addition of Todd Gurley is, is really nice. It's a nice addition. Um, the defense is, st- I think it's last year was pretty horrible, but this year I think it could, you know, move in the right direction. This team is only a few years removed from going to the Super Bowl, and I see a lot of the same core pieces in Keanu Neal and um, some other guys on the defensive end that were a part of that team uh, on their Super Bowl run. So, I mean, yeah, seven and a half to me seems a little bit disrespectful, especially for how explosive this offense can be. So give me a slightly into the over, but I'm not in love with it. I'll uh, I'll I'll bet the under on this one if you're interested. Nah, no thanks. <laughs> All right, so I, I mean, I think the Falcons are a really exciting fantasy team. I think they are going to be a smash this year, uh, and one of the reasons is their defense is ass. And they face the hardest schedule in the league, according to sharpfootballstats.com. So the game script is going to be favoring Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, Todd Gurley, all be uh, scoring a lot. And Russell Cage, if you will. Um, the And their offensive line appears to be healthy. They keep getting you know killed by injuries on the offensive line. But um, yeah, if, if I'm going to go under on this one. And uh, I'd be willing to bet it if if uh, if Kaz comes around or if Jeff, if you're yeah, I'll, I'll toss fives on it. Okay, cool. I mean, Julio um, Jones, 200 targets this year, scary. Yeah, he's he's a monster. Uh, I believe in the offense. It's just everything else. Or, yeah, I mean, they've had I believe some, in the pass game. They've had some tough injury luck on the OL. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think they've just you know people are down on them after they you know they've underperformed a little bit for the last couple of years for a multitude of reasons, but. I'll take the over. I'll take them to finish second in this division. Um, you know, and then I, I think our, the next team we're going to get to is uh, Tampa, Bre- Tampa Bay. Is is that what it's called now? Tampa Bay. Okay, we'll Tampa go down Bay. the Bucks. That's uh, nine and a half. Yeah, I mean, uh, so so we're t- and the over has minus one thirty four. I mean, I think this is a line that is just really kind of juiced up by the public. Um, you know, the you know, you know the Brady hype. Um, but look at like Evans already has a hamstring injury, like knacking him. And he ended last season on IR with the hamstring. Um, and you know, Tom wasn't great last year, you know, 
maybe maybe a lot of it was supporting cast, but I mean, maybe you know, Father Time eventually gets everyone. Um, and now, you know, new system. And um, you know, like I just 10 wins in this environment. Like they could easily, you know, what happens if they start the year, you know, 0 and 2 or whatever. You know, staying, I, I mean, I love the Saints to beat them week one. Um, you know, it's, it's Arian style of like Brady sitting back in the pocket and letting things develop downfield is a bit different than what he's been doing lately in New England. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the, the, like, the public, you know, hype is just kind of push the line and the payout up. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the under here. Okay. Um, Kaz, I know you're a fan of the Bucks to do well this year. I'll let you kick it over next. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm following the wrong people. I don't have Twitter, but on YouTube at least, and the guys that I actually respect their opinion, um, I'm not seeing the same love. I'm not seeing the same love that people are seeing. Everybody's saying that this team is overhyped. I'm not seeing people who are bullish on betting the overs on these guys. Everybody that I respect are all on the overs all on the under nine and a half since bringing in Tom Brady. And so they do have some nice me. shiny pieces. What's up? So I, I'm in that bin, right? Of people. you. Yeah, respect. absolutely. I mean, I uh, don't have Twitter, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they do have some nice shiny pieces in Gronk and Tom Brady and Evans and Godwin that fantasy people know, but that's not the reason why I love this team to go over nine and a half wins. The defense is absolutely stacked, and I think they have an opportunity to be better than the San Francisco 49ers and actually better and be the best defensive team in the entire NFL. Like, I can run down – just, like, let's take a step back here and look at the defense. And Dominican Sue, Vita Villa, their linebacking core is JPP, Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett. That's absurd. That's all. That's like Steelers level of linebacking, linebacking core. And it's littered with first round draft picks all over up and down this, this defensive lineup. Like, and they're coming back healthy, which is really good. Cause I think they, they didn't get to show their true, their best colors last year um, with, you know, Jameis Winston turning the ball over every time he he had he had the ball and you know next thing you know the the offense is on the 20 yard line I think Tom Brady can take care of the football you add Leonard Fournette you add Rob Gronkowski who he has a rapport with I think the new system narrative is a little bit overblown this team could win 11 12 games I'm willing to put like 20 bucks on that for sure I'm very bullish on the bucks this year because I'm not seeing the, the, the same thing. Everybody, all the NFL experts, all my friends are all saying that this is an under team. Yeah. I don't know most, anybody else. The most Super Bowl bets have been placed on the Buccaneers over the, the Chiefs. So um, I think crazy. that, yeah, or as opposed to the Chiefs, I shouldn't say over the Chiefs. It's not like people are betting on Chiefs, Bucks, Super Bowl necessarily. But yeah, I'll, I'll say I actually like the over as well, Kaz. And I think it's because I'm not necessarily like, that bullish on this team like to to win the super bowl this year i think they have a shot but um really what i think what it comes down to is i don't see a lot of flaws with this team like you already laid out their defense is really strongly built um and they showed pretty well last year um and i loved absolutely loved the draft pick of tristan Wirfs, uh the best offensive tackle in the draft they got him uh i think it was 13th overall 
just really, really sharp move there to shore up that that offensive line as you bring in Tom Brady. You get his favorite target in Rob Gronkowski. You still have, hopefully, Mike Evans comes back healthy after a slight hamstring injury this week. Chris Scott, like, there, there's just a lot going on here. Uh, and Tom Brady, at this point, if you're doubting him, like, you know, to be able to win 10 games with a really good roster, I think that that's probably a mistake. So to me, um, I like the over as well. And Jeff, are you willing to bet this against us? Hmm. No, nah, I've already got money on the Falcons. So I really would just be doubling down that way. Ooh. A little double, a little double down. Okay, fine. We'll move on. So wrapping up, we got two left here, boys. We're going to go to the Carolina Panthers, uh, favored to... Uh, be the bottom of this division five and a half wins is what's set at minus 122 on the over plus 100 on the under and i think this is a kind of a classic situation where um we're looking at fantasy players and you know excitement over offseason additions taking over what is the reality on this team we've already said it's like you know it's always tough to bet these kinds of uh these kinds of lines when they're so low but uh they're a five and eleven win team last year they had Teddy Bridgewater, serious quarterback upgrade. Um, and they have like a, a pretty tough schedule, 27th in the league uh, in, in ease of schedule. So um, I would say that I lean under. And the reason is I think they have the league worst defense. Um, their offense is exciting, but we don't know how it's going to mesh with a whole new org, a whole new quarterback, um, a new piece in Robbie Anderson. So to me, I think this is like a it's a it's a tough line, but I'll, I'll go under. Um, we'll kick it over to you next, Jeff. Yeah, it's a tough one too because I really like the way they built the offense. Um, you know, I think they've like really complemented Teddy's skill set with their like, well with the receivers. So I think they're going to be a really fun team to watch. I mean, if Joe Brady keeps up the pace that they ran at LSU, um, bare minimum, it's going to be a great fantasy situation. The defense gives me a lot of pause. The overhaul of the offense, given the shortened offseason, gives me pause. Um, so, um, but I don't know. Maybe it's, I, I'm a big fan of Teddy, so I, I'm just going to take six wins here. Okay. Yeah, it, it's a good, it's a pretty good line, I think. Uh, it, it's tough. Like, you don't want to pick bet against this team. It's fun. That's why we like it. But, you know, playing into the optimism and, and the fantasy appeal, I think, ignores some of the realities of the situation. Kaz, what are your thoughts here? Break the tie. Yeah, I like the over here. Um, I like the additions. Last year, they were one of the worst rush defensive teams in the NFL. I think they were bottom three. And, you know, I like that the fact that they they tried to address that in the draft with drafting Derek Brown and YGM um, with their first two picks. So hopefully they can get, you know, a little bit of, resistance to the run game um against some opposing teams with those additions so i i like the over and i like the the emergence of D, dj Moore last year and the addition of teddy bridgewater this year we'll see what he can do it is a tough schedule but i think this is a six one team seven one team for sure yeah i uh i mean they finished five and eleven last year they gave up the second most points against in the league most points against uh in the nfc they add Derek Brown in the first round. If they, had, if they had taken Isaiah Simmons, like I said, they should have all along. Um, I think I'm probably pretty bullish on this team. But with alas, uh, I think this division is is too good. I think unfortunately in year one for this or for this whole regime and this era, 
uh, I think it's going to be a, a slight disappointment. So I'll bet it. I'll go 10 and you guys want to go fives? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's do it. Good with that, Jeff? Okay. Um, finally, last but not least, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, 10.5 is what it's set at. Minus 106 on the over, minus 115 on the under. So Vegas, or, you know, the line is actually like, this is a 13-3 and team last year. Um, and in my opinion, they've only gotten better. They had like, they had some health issues last year. They got Drew Brees back. They added Jameis Winston, uh, who's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league now, um, could at least step in and lead if, you know, something else happens to Drew Brees, who's obviously old. Um, it's a really good division, but a 10 and a half. I know we already talked about betting, you know, on 11 wins, but this is one of the best teams in the NFC. So if I had to go, like, I'll take the better line and, and take the over at minus 106. Um, Kaz, we'll go to you next. Yeah, I think I'll go with the under here. I think this team is, is starting to get up there in age. Um, and like I said, in today's current climate, it's tough to bet on a team to win over 10 and a half games. Um, so, and I mean, I don't want to read too much into this, but a lot, I wonder what's going on in that locker room between Malcolm Jenkins, Jenkins and uh, Drew Brees. Uh, I know they were very outspoken during the off season about their progressive issues, which is great, but um, I it just, yeah, I mean, of all the, of all the teams that have a line that's 10 and a half, I think this is the team that's most likely to go under just based off of strength of schedule age on the roster and um, possibly some turmoil in the locker room, but okay. Me. Jeff, break the tie here. Ten and a half for the Saints. Um, so, well, you said that the Saints have maybe the best backup quarterback in Jameis Winston, but uh, they also might have the other best backup quarterback in Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, you're right. Um, yeah, so I think uh, this is an over for me as well. Um, I think part of it is, you know, said since we've been hesitant to take the overs because, you know, just what happens to the quarterback. But it, if Breeze were to miss a few games because of COVID – I mean, like Jameis could just step in and ball out anyways. So I feel a lot safer and more comfortable taking 11, 12 wins for the Saints team. Give me the over. Yeah. All right. So we're in locks up there. Kaz, you want to bet this one? I'll do five on it. I don't feel confident. So 10 and then five each. Okay. Nope. That's not it. <laughs> okay. He's five. He's... Me, total five. Whoever feel, <laughs> whoever wants it the most. I'll I'll go with it. I'll go with you, Kaz. <laughs> All um, right. Is this going to be the year of uh, Traquan Smith, Will? Oh, man, I would love it. I would love it. He was my mystery man a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, that would be great. It would be great to see him. The next match. Robert Miachem. <laughs> or Steve um, Slayton. Steve Slayton. Steve Slayton. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so wrapping up here, we got we got to take multiple takes on every single team in the league. Uh, I'm really excited to track this. You know, we always have fun when it comes down to like a couple pivotal bets at the end of the season, maybe won't last couple weeks and we need a couple things to go our way or, or the opposite. So I think it's really fun to do this. I encourage you guys to do it as well. Those of you listening, uh, with your friends, because it just is, it's, you know, it's fun to, you know, put something on the table, even if it's just a couple bucks, uh, just to back up your take. So with that said, um, we'd like to thank Chris who isn't able to finish up with us here. But thank you, Chris, for being on. Uh, we appreciate having you. And Kaz, as always, thanks for being uh, a guest for us. Um, we enjoy having you. 
Yeah, I love being on. Uh, it's nice to get some real takes in here finally. I mean, I know I've heard a lot of nonsense going on in here, so I'm glad I could set the record straight. <laughs> <laughs> never disappoint. You never disappoint. Jeff, thank you as always for being here and for giving us a different perspective as well, sir. You got it. All right. So with that said, we have the 2020 NFL season underway, basically. We had Thursday night game already. We're looking forward to football on Sunday and we have a lot of stuff coming your way. We're excited for that. Thank you all for tuning in and we hope to catch you next time.